Damn, I'm in the throes of a straight up really hardcore mushroom trip right now. Let me tell y'all something. Alligators are fucking strong. The last year I killed, I killed it with a spear. I used to carry my 35 cowboy gun in my canoe with me to shoot beavers. Call it sweet tea guns, beavers, and fishing. The story of Lockwood <laughs> fishing. What's up? What's what's that one's well, name? This is Talitha Callie. Callie. She's my little red heel cattle dog. They have those in. Uh, excuse me if I'm wrong, but Maine, Maryland, Maryland. I'm in Maryland. Maryland. They you have cattle dogs in Maryland? Wow. Well. I'll be honest with you, they, they do. There's quite a few of them because, believe it or not, we have a lot of beef cattle around here. In our oh, really? Small state. Not like you guys do. Not in Texas. I was about to say, dude, those healers are on, like, the back of three out of five trucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, she would ride on a pogo stick if she could. Right. What's up, stretching lines? She's my first ears up. She's my first year's up dog. I've always had uh, Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. I, I bred them. My grandfather and I bred them, raised them, finished them for most of my childhood and young adult life. That's awesome. And I've never deviated from it. And she's my first one, first dog outside of Chesapeake. Really? Yep. That's awesome. We'll give, we'll, give Will a, we'll give Will a few more minutes. He's probably one of those. You said seven, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me let her out. She's giving me the poop look. Yeah, right go back. ahead, man. Yeah, you got a couple minutes here. We're good. Stretching lines. Yeah, we're definitely ready for this ride, man. I got my seatbelt on. You got a potty? What's up, Scott's ripping lit? Hold on, I got a request, and it is from Will. All right, we're in. So. He should be joining us any second now. I'm trying to. What's that? There he is. There he is. There's the man. Hey, you said seven, man. I, see? see? I'm just messing with you. I heard you. I heard you in live. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I, I fucking told you guys. Like, look at this crap. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bother booker. Oh. Hey man, I was here 15 minutes early. I was on time. That's on time. I got you. Uh, Cody had to go let his dog out real quick, so we're just giving him a couple minutes. <clears throat> All right. Sounds like we got some power outage issues going on around town. So if it if I cut out, I'll just jump on Wi-Fi. I got my phone charged, so oh, I'll, I'll jump on mobile. Well, you, you get Carlos to head your way then. <laughs> What's going on, James? See, I'm doing better today. I'm not saying Jeff and wondering why no one's responding to me. What's up, Troy? I see you watching, man. Thank you for joining, buddy. So, did, have y'all got all that storm work done over there? Over here for me? Or are you talking yeah. about you? Yeah, well, you're yeah man. Uh, I'm not doing anything with storm work. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been going good, dude. We, uh, we got it pretty much cleaned up and, uh, it didn't take us long once we, once we kind of get at it, it doesn't take long, but right. shoot, dude, next week there'll be another one. 
Yeah, I, I think know. It's, it's, it's almost that time. It's getting yeah, close. So. Oh, okay, there we go. I need to quit messing with crap. Yeah, we just we just started on a new job down here in Dilly, Texas. It's a we're going from a sixty nine to I want to say one thirty eight. Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, they're upsizing, so we're we're wrecking out uh, the wooden like H braces and stuff going to steel. I got you. Yeah, you you do all that transmission work. Yeah, yeah, real man work. Yeah, dude, hey, I, I envy, dude, you, honestly, you know, one of the coolest jobs, though, for our type of industry is the guys on the helicopters that bond up. Oh, There's man. No way. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. They, yeah, he, he's not lying, Josh. They like, there's dudes, like, those linemen fly off the bottom of a chopper and go do this stuff, man. Are those, like, the biggest belt buckles? Those are the yeah, big, yeah. giant belt buckles? They, yeah, <laughs> The WWE got, ones, and and huge sacks, <laughs> and huge sacks to carry those massive balls that they have for doing well, that's it. That's like you need a giant belt buckle, I suppose, and to hold your pants up. Yeah, I, that's I'm good. There's not enough money in the world for but, me to go. You know the the transmission linemen, the trans actual transmission linemen themselves, man. They're they're really good at stick work, changing out carter pins with a stick and stuff like that. I do that sh- stuff. And uh, and just regular rubber gloves and sleeves, and it, dude, it, I hate it. Yeah, I hate did it. So just, doing it with a twelve yourself? foot stick. Can I censor myself? You no, know, did you just censor yourself? You you almost said shit and then said stuff. Like I don't know, I don't know if you know <laughs> who we got in in oh, in the man. guest seats tonight. This one is NSFW for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to keep it professional. Okay, I try to keep <laughs> this, it professional. Uh, you can just leave that. Leave that at the door, huh? Yeah, leave it at the door. This episode is definitely explicit content. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Troy. Sorry, man. Oh. <laughs> I'm just messed. So, uh, Outdoor Dreaming, Troy, man, he's uh, he's one of my sponsors, man. He was my corpsman in the Marines. Cool. So, man. it was pretty cool that he joined in. Uh, if you're down in, since we're, I mean, if you're down in Maryland, this weekend, um, and I can oh, post like that. Or if uh, well, if he's there, man, um, I'll post it up again on my stories and stuff like that. If y'all want to head there, I'm gonna be down there Sunday. Um, I have to work on Saturday, so um, Sunday I'll be I'll be down there working the uh, the booth with him. So cool, y'all want to come down, meet me, meet outdoor, meet Troy, man, see what the outdoor dreaming brand is about. Uh, is uh, Troy still? I don't think he's still on. Well, whether he's here or not. Yeah, I was just going to tell him we appreciate his service, you know, as always, as we do with everyone. What's up, Carl? He's got some, uh, he's got some uh, new hunting leases and stuff like that down in Louisiana, too. Yeah, really? he just opened up. So if you want to do, like, uh, gator hunts or duck hunts, wow. stuff like that, man, uh, go to the Outdoor Dreaming website. And uh, and check out those things, man. And see what the packages are and stuff like that. So, I'm I'm from Louisiana, and, it, and it, it's so funny because the where he put his leases at, or where he where he got, I don't I don't know what his agreements are and stuff like that, is actually where I grew up. So it's pretty really? cool that we met each That's other cool. while I was in the Marines, and yeah. he's getting leases down where I I grew up at, man. So it's so cool. They they tried to send me to Morgan City. Yep. That's where they were going to send that it was to Morgan City, and I told them, nah, you, 
you send me to Morgan City and I'm going to head to the house. I'm not going <laughs> down there in the swamp, dude. Nope. <laughs> There's just, I, there just ain't nothing for me down there, man. Yeah. So, well, I mean, plenty of storms if you want to work storm trouble. If you start going distribution, I mean, Louisiana's not a bad place if you want overtime. Yeah. There's Sorry about that, man. fellas. You're good. You're Sorry, you're good. What's up, Grizzly Adam? Josh, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. You Would better shut the I might do away with these fucking earbuds. <laughs> All right. You just so, said a shopping yeah. wood or what? Your fucking beer game is strong, bro. I need to step it up. I tell you what, it's been uh this is the longest I've been without a haircut and or trimming my beard. And it's been probably two years. Golly, dude. I don't go I usually well, I just take like uh, uh, my my thing is this: if I cut it, I gotta keep fucking cutting it. So <laughs> just leave it. Just leave it. Just just cut out the middleman. That's you save money. I, I I had the hookup. I was dating a uh, a girl that was a hairstylist for a couple few years. She kept me high and tight. Then after that, lined up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she tried. You, you come back with that chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> As she liked the beard. She just didn't like it as long as it was. But, but she got, I mean, you go back in my Instagram, look at pictures, man. I had the, the fade and, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the high and tight. She kept me, she kept me clean, but, we might have to hey, find that my, picture and use that for the cover. My own nature, my own nature. I, I mean, I, I ain't about that. I, I, I'm terrible. So, you know, I get one child to domesticate me, and I let her do it for a little while. And I'm like, <laughs> domesticated. Listen to this guy. You're like two uh, inches away from a Bruce Lee laser disc connect, uh, collection. There. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. Uh, all right so uh for those for those of you that are tuned in if you don't know this is cody with lockwood fishing uh cody we appreciate you coming on to amateur angling and uh before we get started i'd just like to do a quick shout out to eco fishing shop uh appreciate all you've done for me if you guys are in the the market for a new kayak graph you know whatever net will i mean will may need a new net uh just anything I don't need a net. Related, eventually give what a happens shout. when you what happens when you use a net you need a new one yeah. i still got the tags on it <laughs> but give them a shout what's a net you guys what what's a net <laughs> you already answered the last question <laughs> okay shows I don't know. appreciate you guys. I don't know about Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we have uh, one question the whole night, and you answered it. <laughs> but yeah, for for like I said, for you that are tuned in, if y'all don't know, this is Cody, and this is about to be this is about to be good shit. So informative, to be educational. 
first question, Cody, we have right out of the gate. What kind of shoes are you wearing today? I don't wear no shoes, man. I wear shoes in the winter. and that, I, I literally have three pairs of shoes. I got a pair of muck boots that are about 10 years old. And then I got a pair of red wings, you know, red wing low cuts that I wear when I when I do take jobs. And then I got a, actually I got two pairs of tennis shoes. I got two shitty pair of Vans that I, that I beat around it. Outside of that, it's straight Barney Rubble Flintstone in this song. Man. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> So, Will, I mean, I noticed you, I don't anyway, know. I, I went to the grocery store tonight barefoot, and the manager was standing there and kind of looked down at my feet looked at me, and he, he wanted to say something. But I just gave him that eye. He, just kind he of felt better. Like, <laughs> Man, you're about to turn up green, you know that? <laughs> so, so, Will, the other day, I can't remember who made the post. <laughs> But it's all of the hook set guys out in front. You know, it's just a picture of all. Shout of them. out hook set, by the way. Yeah, and and I, I commented on there, and I was like, everyone was just acting normal. You know, regular comments, and I was just like, am I the only guy that's noticing Cody has no fucking shoes on right now? <laughs> and everyone just replies back. They're like, dude, that's Cody. Like it's. It was like everyday life to them. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm late to the party. Like, shit. That's, that's normal. I, I used to do a lot of frog gigging, gigging for frogs. I know y'all know what that is, yeah? Yeah. And uh, I used to do a barefoot in shorts in a, in a pond, a wooded pond, that was nothing but, and when I say nothing but frogs and snakes, that's all that inhabited that place. And they fed off each They fed off each other. Frogs, snakes, and spiders. They fed off each other, and uh, haven't done it in a couple of years. Actually, haven't done it since it happened, really. But I ain't gonna do it barefoot again because I got bit by one of those uh, water scorpions, toe biters. Y'all ever heard of them? Oh, a oh, oh, what? A water yeah. scorpion? Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Look it up. So they, I'm gonna so need. They, what was that? A water scorpion. They have scorpion. these big pictures. That's what they latch on to you with, and then they have this. Long proboscis, this long needle, hypodermic needle-like thing that goes into your yeah. skin. It's really and thin. And it's a two-way, yeah, it's a two-way thing. So, and one one side of it, they're pumping in tissue-eating poison, and on the other side of it, they're sucking out what they're fucking eating up inside your skin. And, really? Uh, so this was to yeah, gig, it, to gig frogs. You were doing this to go gather frogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to make yeah, sure, yeah. I just want to make yeah, sure we got we got all the details here. Edit this one. I say I was deep in the throes of a mushroom trip. <laughs> it was absolutely insane, and I had a guy with me that was his first time ever doing it. It was a chef buddy of mine. Long story short, he got stuck in the mud, and he kind of did that Michael Jackson landing, and like fell forward down in the water. Well, one of the times he did that, a snake had actually crawled up inside his clothing, and he didn't know it. So when I when I come out of the pond, I had to go to the emergency room because I was in such bad pain. I just didn't know what was going on, and we were deep in the throes of it. And long story short, I'll save you all the other details if you for another time. We're sitting in the we room, and my doctor, my doctor was the the father of the girl I was dating at the time, and I had to tell him, I said, Dr. B, 
I'm tripping my balls off on mushrooms right now, so it's chip. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I had Demerol dripping my arm. And the next thing you know, Chip's sitting there in the chair, and he's all fidgety. And out of his fucking pants, out of his shorts, God strike me dead, comes the snake that had been in there the entire fucking time and finally felt comfortable to come out while we were sitting in the emergency room. And it came out, hit the floor, and took off. Dr. Benjamin looked at me, he said, Cody, is this a fucking joke? And I was like, did that just happen? Was that, did I just say that? And then she flipped out, running, screaming out of the fucking heat. It was a whole thing. The first little kid did it. <laughs> oh, man. I want to thank any sponsors. It was nice knowing you. If I do go frogging anymore, I don't do it barefoot. Absolutely one of the worst things I've ever been through in my life. It was excruciating. Excruciating. Look that sucker up, man. It's about three inches, four inches long, and the thing is no joke. They they attack any fish like they're no joke. They're lethal. Well, this getting through your hobbit's feet, it must be no joke. Dude, it, it got right on. And they don't call them toe biters for no reason, because that's where it got me, right on the end of my big toe. I mean, and they can get you and, and poke you, and it'll hurt. But this thing was latched on me till I got out of the water, which was a little while. So he was steady eating on me for a good long time before he let go. Mm. My, foot, my foot swelled up triple size, and it looked like something out of a horror movie. It was just lush. I was just about to say, this is like a... A deleted scene from the Scorpion King or something, you know, some shit comes out of a tomb, and, you know, it does something wild. But, so that's oh, about the only thing I don't no, think for it. So, knowing him, if he was tripping balls, he probably thought it was some fat girl sucking on his toes or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to suck on these toes. <laughs> So I noticed, so you fish, you fish from a canoe, right? I Cody? Do. Yep. So how, how, how was that? What, what yes, got you into uh, fishing off of a canoe versus uh, bank fishing or from a kayak or? Just what you had, or what? I mean, you know, we all we all banked fish, and I've had boats over my. You know, I, I I just turned forty eight years old, August eighth. So, did you own a? I'm no young. Did you say forty eight? Forty eight, four eight. Okay. Yep. Really? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I didn't think four eight. I would not have guessed. That's that what not. no wife and no kids does for you, buddy. You clean living. All that clean living. <laughs> <laughs> All that clean I don't know how many of this I'm going to tell you guys But yeah, I mean, I had boats. I had a little dance boat at one time. I used to fit, I used to co-angle with a couple guys. And uh, I've been on a kayak maybe twice in my life. The first time I was on a kayak was one of the ones that you sit down in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And never been on one and, and, and had no business doing it. And the body, I was on the bay. I wasn't on the river Right at the mouth of right at the mouth of the Chesapeake River where it pours out in the Chesapeake Bay. And uh, I 
took off, had my, my one chest piece with me, and I took off and I tipped that sucker and I didn't know how to roll it back over. And if it wasn't for my dog, God strike me dead, my dog actually was leaning on the kayak until it rolled it back over. If it wasn't for my dog, I'd be dead. And uh, I, I really ain't never trusted a kayak since. since <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> That's because you're in the wrong kayak. You gotta get in the old yeah. town and you'll be all right. <laughs> get old eagle I mean, fishing. You know, I've been on them a couple times, but I'm a big fat guy and sitting that low to the water, man, it fucks my knees up. Like, so I've I, I modified my canoe to where I'm, you know, I got high seats in it and I can actually kind of sit up and be comfortable. You know what I mean? Right. So what is what is that thing weigh? I mean, is that? Are they, are they pretty heavy? With the, with the mods I have in it, the seats and everything, it weighed 75 pounds. Oh, bare bones. nothing. Stock. I'm saying it weighs maybe 100, 110, oh, 120 pounds. My, my old town weighs like 200 pounds. Yeah, it weighs not. It's, it's all aircraft aluminum. It's grumman aluminum. Oh, okay, okay, so yeah, the aluminum. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it weighs. What brand? Uh, what what brand canoe? It's Grumman. It's an old Grumman seventy two. I think it was made. Okay. So I I actually have two of them. This one's modified. The other one's not. And I'm I want to get. I'm looking for a ten footer right now. Just a small packing of something. I, if when I do go by myself, I'm not fighting. You know the 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 the, the draft on, on on the front of the boat because. You know, if I'm sitting in the back of my canoe now, nobody's with me, and there's any kind of breeze, it just swings me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one way or the other. So. Right. It's that. I mean, that's similar to kayak fishing as well. It's. I mean, I, feel I like mean, especially, especially if your rods are are sticking up vertical in the back, those things you wouldn't think a, you know, a tiny rod would be a wind drag, but they definitely are. Oh hell yeah, man! It doesn't take much. It doesn't take yeah. much to drag. Yeah, if you're that, and that's why I don't use, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, go with vertical rods. That's why I leave, I lay mine down, is because of that reason. That rod holder you got, man, that thing's sweet. I'm, 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 I'm looking good. into that right there. Because that's one of my biggest, uh, you know, I bring a lot of rods with me. Yeah, your pictures look like you're having a yard sale in front of you. You got a fish, and there's like 25 rods sitting in front of you. It don't look like there's much room to work. Okay, Cody. Real quick, Wild Bill says he saw you fishing off an alligator. True or false? <laughs> True or false? I will say this: I spent some time down in Louisiana, and I've never encountered an alligator before. And I was on the I-10 going over uh, uh, what's the big lake there? Because I, I lake was right Ponton train. I just got over the other side of Ponton train, and there's about a six footer right in the middle of I 10. And people are stopped and swerving. And so I'm like, this thing ain't fuck shit. up your car. That's why they stop and swerve. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and grab a hold, jump out, grab a hold of this some bitch, and drag him, you know, get him off the road. Let me tell y'all something. Alligators are fucking strong. I'll just leave it at that. Because I thought I was going to grab that sucker by the tail and, you know, snatch him off the road. Nah, son. 
that thing, I had put everything I had into it. I'm 265 and had to lay on that stuff and wrestled all my life. I had put that motherfucker in a full Nelson. <laughs> Pretty hard than stubby little arms. <laughs> so, if you find yourself back down there, man, so when I was a kid, because I grew up in Louisiana, right? And uh, what we would do, we'd, we'd sit on the dock. And if you see one pop up, we would cast over the top of them off their back, and then you slow reel and just kind of side hook them. And then if you slow really or real slowly, it'll they'll think they're drifting, right? And as they get close to the boat, you can reach down and grab them back behind the net. So I had one of those eat my dog down there. So I lived in St. Bernard's Parish for almost five years. And I had one of those eat my dog down there. And I got pretty heavy in the red fishing down there. Bought myself a little rig and everything. I was hooking up yeah. FEMA trailers. And uh, I had hooked a couple, you know, and actually got them to the boat. And like you said, a lot of times they didn't even know they were hooked until they got mm-hmm. to the boat. And then, buddy, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it, man. I loved it. Loved so, it. I do. Yeah. I love it. Love some red fishing, man. Love it. I need to go. I need man, to get I, on them again. I love. I thought I it was some of the best fishing I ever did in my life. Those mm-hmm. things are amazing. amazing. Yeah. Nothing like a big old bull red, man. Ooh, man, especially on top water. Shit. Get about it. I've heard that. So, so Cody, Josh, you and Josh have been talking about a lot about uh, bait finesse setups, right? We have. And, and, and that's bait finesse setups fishing jigs. That's bait. So Correct. BFS. <coughs> BFS stands for bait finesse system. It comes out of Japan. And I, I mean, I don't, and I just learned this in the past few years getting into BFS style fishing. Uh, Japanese waters are highly, highly pressured. Highly right. pressured, super clear water. So, you know, the, the Japanese have, have came up with the BFS system over the years to, you know, present to the fish a more subtle, smaller baits, you know, stuff that isn't going to spook them, and to be able to do it with bait casters and not with just solely uh, spinning rods. So, what got me into it, I, I, I saw one of the poles I bought last March from Doomsday. In his lineup, he had a finesse, a BFS finesse rod, seven foot medium light fast. So I, I had dialogue with the guy from Doomsday, and I was like, you know, what's this all about? And he actually was in the Air Force in Korea, and <coughs> has kind of pioneered the BFS style of fishing over here. So he went real in-depth to me. It got me super intrigued. So I started shopping around, and I got a BFS style reel. I'll show that guy's page. Show the children in a minute if you want to see it. To match yeah, with, sure. the, with, with, the, with the Doomsday Finesse pole that I got. And um, that's where it started, and it hadn't really stopped. Since the, I I had four, four, four maybe five BFS setups now, 
And like right. I was telling Josh, uh, since March of this year, I've caught 13 fish over 20 inches. Some of them well over 20 inches, 22 and a half. The last one I caught was 24 inches. Jesus. Eight out of those 13 fish, fellas, have been on the nest setups. Fish with dental floss. Yeah. Let's, so uh, let's see. I want to I wanna see this setup for sure. So, eight pound test is, I'll go to 10 pound test. But eight, eight pound test, ideally, cigar taxes is what I like. I was using Sunrise Super Spaker FC. So this is the, the, I know you really can't see it. This is the Doomsday 7-foot medium-light fast action right here. This thing is no joke. And this is the only reel I have unspooled, so you can see the spool. This is a, 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 a Abu Revo, and it's LTX BF8. It's JDM. When I say JDM, I mean, you can get them here in the States, but they also yeah. come from Japan. It's super sluggish right now. I don't know why. Ever since that tournament. Uh, it's not a deep spool. Days. It doesn't look It doesn't look like it's a deep spool. No. So, so, it's, so it's, a super, yeah. it's a super shallow spool. And that's what, you know, so a true BFS will have a shallow, super light spool. I'm only getting 80 yards max of eight pound four on this so you see how heavily ported it is yeah see how shallow it is so that thing's so starting immediately then when you there, there's no delay it, on that because it weighs nothing no no it weighs nothing this reel itself and i'll show you the magnetic system this reel spool and all without the line weighs in about 4.2 ounces Jesus. super super light magnesium frame Super, super light. Like I was telling Josh, you know, if you get into the BFS and, you know, this is specifically, and, and I picked this up from the guy that owns Doomsday. He was like, man, get the lightest reel you can because it's all about sensitivity. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Suppleness and sensitivity. So you want to shop around for a light reel because, you you know, you can have a super light rod. I have one rod here that weighs in at six ounces. The real weighs wow. in at four. The real weighs in at four point five ounces. It feels like nothing in your hand. So I mean, when I say you feel everything, you feel everything. But if you got a big, heavy, clunky real BFS style or not, you know you're negating that sensitivity because by the time that scent, you know, by the time that that uh, movement or motion or whatever it is you're feeling, you know, makes its way up. It's going to get ate up in a, a reel that weighs seven ounces, eight ounces, ten ounces. You know what I mean? That reel's going to absorb that. So, you know, the Japanese and Abu especially. Shimano's really got some really light stuff. Abu's the lightest. They have the lightest on the market right now. Shimano's at, at a close second. But the Japanese have really been working at getting super light reels, with super light sensitive material. Like I said, it's all magnesium outings. You know, aluminum frame, magnesium covering, and and you know you can just feel everything that happens. And like I was telling Josh, I mean I finesse fish, and I'll get into that. I want to show you the magnetic system. I don't know if you can see that. Okay. Can you see that? Is that two, four, six, seven? So that's seven one, two, 
four, five, six. That's seven maggots in there plus three out. I got three out. Okay. So you can take this LTX BF8 and customize it, taking out these maggots, you know, to whatever. I can throw down to a 132nd shad on That is fucking insane. Holy. Yeah. On a six pound test. On a fast action rod, fellas. On a fast action rod. Hmm. So, how much 20 pound fluoro do you think that can get on that? Well, six feet. <laughs> you can pitch with it. If. If that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. Carl. So, do you do you go straight fluoro or do you do braid to a liter or anything like that? Obviously, braid's a little bit more sensitive than fluorocarbon, but fluorocarbon yeah, is. Do a leader, and I'll tell you the only reason why I don't like having. There's times I do do leaders, but and you know I, I you know I've I, I've learned to, to tie the FG knot. You know the double uni is my go-to. FG, man, fuck FG. Yeah, but the FG knot is the one, but it's fucking such a pain in the ass, man. Yeah, it's almost like a side oh, project. Yeah. You need like a loom to tie it. You know what I mean? You got a piece of line in your mouth. You got another piece tied to your toe. And doing this and doing that. You know, it took, Definitely. No, I, I'm oh. no idiot. I've been a fool of my trade master plumber since I was 22 my entire life. So mechanically, things click for me. But I'm going to tell you right now, that was one of the most difficult things I had to learn how to do was tying that same bitch. I mean, I sat there many eggs in my kitchen. Trying to learn how to tie that song, bitch. And I got it's it, a, I can do it. But I, I just don't like a knot. I just don't like a knot, man. I like to be directly to what yeah. I'm after. I'm, I'm the same way, Cody. I, I, I'm the same exact way. So, a little trick. Something. Go ahead, Will. A little trick with that FG knot. If you don't want to put it in your mouth, you can make a loop, put it on your handle, on your rod, and reel. And then tighten it up that way, and then that way you can have two hands to work the entire piece without putting shit in your mouth or anything I've like that. that. I've watched that method, and I even ordered the the FG tool. You know what I mean? That spins. It's almost like a bob that spins yeah. around your line. I, I mean, I, it, it, but what it all boils down to, I just don't trust it. And plus, right. the finesse poles that I'm using, they have a lot of eyes, and they're tiny, mm -hmm. little tiny eyes so you got to get that knot perfect I, and i mean perfect yeah. because i'm gonna tell you this the last thing you want to do is bird's nest a finesse <laughs> it's not hard you're to right. do because they're ultra sensitive ultra sensitive you're so right gnarly i like stuff in my mouth man <laughs> <laughs> uh. but uh but yeah man it's uh like I said, eight out of the 13 big fish I've caught this year have been on. When I say small tackle, four, the, 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 one of the biggest fish I caught was 22 inches. And I don't ever weigh my fish. I don't like keeping them out of the water that long. I try to, you yep. know, get quick measurement on them. And, you know, there's a formula of, you know, inch per pound. It, it doesn't stand, but you can get roughly. But, uh, you know, I try to get a quick measurement, quick picture, and get them back in the water as fast as I can. But um, that fish, I caught it on a four-inch culprit ribbon tail worm with a fine-wire uh, VMC finesse hook. I mean, the hook 
is like a one. It's not like a two watt or three watt. It's like yeah. a one or two. It's a little teeny, like teeny tiny pull. Wow. You just nose hook it? No. Jaw hooked it. No, no, Except, no. No, the, the, worm. the worm. The corporal worm. Do you just nose hook it? Just like a Texas rig. Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't want anything. I, I very rarely fish Senkos. I just, you know, I have, not, not that I haven't fished them because I have, and I will. But it's just, you know. So are yep, all of your Senkos this just way? Very are no, all no, your no, strips this way? Or do... Okay. No, I I power fish too. I mean, shit. I have two. So this is my worm is set up. I don't know if you can see that. I have two. With frog out. Revo MVX. Or this is my frog is set up. I have two Revo MGX Extremes. Super lightweight. 4.6 ounces. I think he's weighing at. This one's on a doomsday. Uh, what is this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on a six eight, or no, this is on a seven seven eight doomsday oh, seven eight medium. Stick. This is actually a medium heavy moderate cast. So, my top wall, especially my frogging, I, I like to fish a moderate cast action rod. I know a lot of guys okay. disagree with that, and, and they like to fish a fast action rod. Yeah. Well, the modern uh, action like allows them to grab it a little bit more to give it a little bit of give before you set the and, hook. And, yeah, it makes sense. You know, before you set the hook and he takes that frog, that moderate action, especially a nice long stick like this, and it give it, it'll let that rod load up nice and heavy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all, and instead of pulling it out of the fish's mouth, which is so easy to do with a frog. Because it's yeah, so definitely. Light. That makes sense. You know what I mean? That chip is already loaded. All you got to do is give it a little boom. And, and you got it. I very rarely miss fish on frogs. Very rarely. I ain't I, bragging. I just very rarely do it. Yeah. Well, no. That's. I mean, that's a perspective that most people. Like when I throw a frog, I throw it on a seven four heavy fast. It's the broomstick. It's a yeah. Get them up and out. So and, and and I get that, and I understand that, and you know, if you can find a medium heavy modern cast that's strong, and. You know, Doomsday and I have had some disagreements, but I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't going to find much better rod than that right there. You know, you don't really have to worry about that because I, I mean, I pull big fish up at thick grass. Oh, absolutely. With that, with that stick with zero, zero problems, none whatsoever. I mean, that makes a lot of sense with that moderate action because with the frog, you, people tend to overreact anyway and you act too fast. That moderate mm -hmm. action's definitely giving you a little that bit of time built action. in there. I mean, so that's fast action. And I, and I fished with, and I and I used to fish with a frog fast action. And I kept pulling it out of fish's mouth, kept pulling it out of fish's mouth. And, you know, just eventually it clicked. And I was like, man, I, I, I need something a little bit slower on the tip. Yep. Especially with these light-ass frogs. Because, you know, a fast action or an extra fast, heavy, whatever, you know, just the slightest tinge. And that's lures flying through the air. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. That's why. That's why I went to a modern test, and, and I did that. Okay. So are ago. you are you throwing that on braid or fluoro? Braid. With that? Yep. braid okay. okay. Yep. So you still you must be able to braid. cast that thing a mile with that moderate. You know, load that thing up. Country mile, bro. It's almost like yeah. a fly rod. What's that thing? Oh, no shit. Super long. 
It's super long stick. Once that thing loads up behind it, it's man, like a trebuchet it's, shooting that thing. Man, it's just a punch, and that thing's getting it, getting it. That's, so, that's yeah, interesting. I might try that. Water stuff I use, grade, you know what I mean? Uh, jig, worm, stuff like that. Unless I, you know, unless I'm fishing now, my one, my one favorite jig and poles a seven four, heavy, extra fast, and I've run, and that's one of my heavy jigging rods or heavy. Uh, uh, let's see. Now, now you're talking my language. I'm a jig fisherman. Yeah. I love jigs, man. It's, it's Anyone who knows me knows I fish jigs. So I'm, well, I'm trying to learn, man. I just started fishing these. You guys see these jointed, like jig heads? Yeah, the wobble heads. Yep, yeah, yep. The wobble heads. Yep. So I, I fish this a lot on my, my heavy extra fish, and I, I run 12-pound uh, sea bar tattoo on that as well. And I could pitch that into the heaviest, thickest shit you ever wanted to see. So you're you're pitching you're pitching the wobbleheads. So I like to like especially during the summertime right now, as hot as it is, I love taking those wobbleheads and running them through brush piles with big magnum worms. You know, big twelve inch uh, ribbon tails. Yep, exactly. So, so I typically go through brush piles. I don't flip them and pitch them and stuff like that though. That's uh that's pretty neat. Most of the time, I have somebody in the canoe with me. So, so very rarely am I afforded the opportunity to, to flip and pitch. All right, we if got I'm one from your... Myself, I'm standing up, I'm pitching, you know what I mean? But I, I just don't do it when there's somebody in the canoe with me because although it is stable, I got, I got, those out, I got an outrigger on it, you know, it still, it still makes the puppet factor, it still makes your butthole tight. Fuck her up! <laughs> Somebody's in the front of the canoe, especially the uninitiated. They're, you know, they're they're grabbing onto the side, or they're going with it. And the next thing you know, they're shot out of the canoe. But uh, like you said, man, you know, this time of the year, big ten inch magnum ribbon tail worm. Yeah, there it is, that person, ten inch. Yeah, Get you that's right. Uh, I'm gonna uh, show you all something. I don't know if you know about it, but I'm going to show you my secret weapon. You're like me. I was looking at my center console. Yeah. Of course, I got yeah. baits everywhere. Oh, the old cream worms. Old school. Whoa. Whoa. I caught more fish on this cream, this scoundrel, <laughs> than I care to try to think about. You know, it's cream. Classic. Like, uh, it's those creams are they're, they're floaters, aren't they? Aren't they floating worms? Uh, they don't have a lot of salt what? in them, do they? Uh, no, I don't think they do. To tell you the truth, Will, I, 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 no, they're super subtle, so I don't think they have a lot of salt in them. But you know, this time of the year, I, you know, I got a, you know, one inch bullet, bullet head on or whatever. I'm trying to throw worms and, and, and that kind of shit in, you know, thick grass and pads and, and or, <laughs> or running off, running across. Top. Worms, a, a ribbon tail worm, super versatile. People underestimate it. That thing is, you know, you get that thing on, get it right on top of water, and, and that flip tail, man, I've had them bust right off top of water. Well, uh, so where are, you, where are you fishing at, Cody? Maryland. Because Maryland. So you're fishing in Maryland because Carlos is fishing in Texas, and Josh is all the way up north, you know, so... Because I just want people to understand the perspective of, like, why you can go 
eight pound where Carlos may not be able to go six or eight pound test because he's fishing a lot of reeds and just the, the types of fish and the different quality and size of them. You know what I mean? I mean, again, you know, BFS style isn't for every application. It's just not. You know, you got to pick and choose. You're not throwing in the heavy reeds and the heavy grass with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, you can take you can take your shot and get in over top some thick shit if you want to. If you got good line, you got to have faith in it. You know what I mean? I don't fish cheap line. See, I, I was about I to say. I was about to say, Cody, you're fishing about as expensive line as there is when you're throwing Seaguar taxi. That's going to be going from the rat's nest. That I stuff mean, is, is worth some dough. $31 for, That's I think some, it's two, for two pound test? Yeah. <laughs> it's $31 for not a lot. Dude's not paying for haircuts anymore. He's got all that extra change. Yeah, That's right. right. I got a surplus. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, you know, anyone that knows me knows that's all I throw is Seaguar. I throw either in Vizex or in Brazex, and I've wanted to throw Tatsu, but dude, to get seventeen or twenty pound line, you're looking at like sixty bucks for, for yeah. two hundred yards. You yeah, know? you got to check out the interest like, rates before that, before you step into something like that. Yeah, you know, at, at that rate, at sixty bucks, I can I can get two spools, so off of one, you know, pretty much two reels off of one spool. You're talking about thirty bucks to spool a reel. I've always wanted to try. One of these days, I will. But I just, well, I'm gonna tell you this: it, you you won't look back when you do. That's the know, scary part. Good. That's the bad part. You, you know, Carlos, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, keep doing what you're doing. But yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, gnarly fishing just said FC sniper. You're right, man. I fished, I fished some line FC. Uh, I fished the, the, the FC sniper, and I'll tell you why I stopped fishing it because it doesn't like it when it gets a bird's nest. It wants to hold that chin. That's probably why I didn't care for it. Okay. Yeah, because once you it, once you it, do it once, it's once you kick that row and it holds it, brother. You might as well cut it at the yep. kink because it's for shit. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, sir. So that's and that's see, why, you know, under look, I don't jump into anything half-assed. I, I'm a researcher. I research everything I do before I fucking do it. So you know, with much reading, many forums, and with much research, the consensus, you know, the common denominator is <clears> sag. A Seaguar uh, uh, Tatsu. So right. that's what I've recently switched up to. Man. Like I said, man, with, with finesse style fishing, it's super sensitive. So you get, you're going to get tally. You're going to get the birds that's enough. enough. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hey, See, if you man. really want to learn, if you really want to learn kayak fishing, Matt Ball just joined us, man. And if you ever really want to get to know about kayak fishing, give a, give that man a, a talking to, man. Like anything you want to know, he's a phenomenal angler. Has been in the game for a very long time and very well known. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I, my my roommate Derek, he he's got himself a kayak. We're gonna start modding it this this winter for him. But you'd be hard pressed to get me out that canoe. Yeah, well, no, no. I mean, I think Will was just, you know, stating that to to the viewers and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. you're a we know you're a canoe 
jig pitching, 24-inch hauling, tatsu fucking spooling, bait for Leather, leather vest wearing, compound bow shooting. You're, 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 we know that you I are. I shoot compound. I shoot vest training wheels years ago, boy. I'm, I'm all traditional. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. John, but if you got the leather vest, you need a compound bowl. Yeah, John. That's right. Quiet down. He's traditional. Okay. <laughs> just fucking drink your bush and just be quiet over there in the corner. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you? Know, the last deer I killed, I killed it with a spear. And I haven't done it since. I figured I've, I've reached the ultimate pinnacle of deer hunting. So I, I haven't, I haven't killed a deer in five years. Well, you killed him with a spear, though. Yeah. Yeah. What what part of Maryland are you at? Eastern Shore, a little town called Crumpton. Uh, well, it looks like I'm making a trip to go spear a deer this winter. You guys use uh, the same dude. tags for that, or is there a special spear season? Bro, I tagged a deer and never checked in a fucking deer in my entire life. I mean, he didn't he didn't say that out loud, Game Warden, I'm sorry. For some reason, not this ever. face is not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> not ever. That, it's not their deer. It's my deer. It's not their deer. I, I think there's a there's a little clause there. <laughs> <laughs> if you I'm kill him with a spear, spear like well, well, barefoot, you don't have to register. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now I didn't throw it like you know. I wasn't some spear chucker throwing that thing for the distance. It, you know, I had a ball under my stand. And, it, you know, I got it, let it get underneath me, and it pretty much was just a drop. And yeah, right yeah, down so through the shoulder, came out the other side. So I just didn't get uh, You can get on YouTube. Uh, there used to be a football player, I think he played for the Vikings, named Jared Allen. He spear hunted elk, and that's what they do. Same thing as Cody, dude. They just climb trees. Call them up, and then it's just yep, just drop it down, down on them. I'm almost straight down, and then, dude, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's it's Tarzan. Justin, that's <laughs> what I that's what I use. The cold steel just, spear, woo, just bow, done. Now I've watched guys on YouTube use atlatls. You know what an atlatl is? Yep. Negative. Yep. It's a it's a mechanism yep. to throw a spear. It's like a piece mm -hmm. of wood that the spear rests in. Goes on your arm and it flips up when you when you throw it. It yep. flips up and it it it, 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 it makes that, that spear a missile pretty much. I've seen <laughs> guys do that and kill shit with it, but I haven't progressed that far. I mean, I figured wow. I dropped it on here and killed it. You're enough for me. So you're a bushcrafting motherfucker, is what you are. I well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of. <laughs> Well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. We won't get too far into it. But. Oh, well, we 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 are going to get together and have a campfire and drink some beers. I can tell you that. I was kind of raised to expect the end of the world to come at any point in time in, in the church I was raised in. And uh, we had our own version of the Boy Scouts. And the guys that ran it were retired military. We would go out and do full-on survival things, bushcraft. Like, I learned bushcraft at a young, early age. 
you know, I start a fire, no, no matches, you know what I mean? I've got it. Kind of I'm, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to forget it. I had a thought, Cody. Have you guys, so you fucking dragged an alligator off the road. You that was the interstate, hunt. right? Let's just clear yeah. that up. That was the I'm interstate? <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know how many of y'all have been on the I-10. I know, I know <laughs> Will has, and I know yeah, Carlos has, but that sucker is busy at four o'clock in the morning. You spear hunted deer. Have you mm-hmm. guys seen that movie? I think it's called The Revenant. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, me. the fucking dude when he fights That's the me. bear. That's me. I fight a bear. That's I Cody. It's Cody. Cody is the bear. It's Cody. I'm trying. Cody is the bear. He might, he might whoop my ass, but I, I'll let him go out there. I'm gonna get bear. a couple cups. Bears don't come in your yard. You come in there. That's what I'm gonna say about you. Hold on. For permission to cross the road. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! That's Cody, dude. That movie was based off him. Real life story. Yeah. Biography. Cody. I don't know why it just popped in my head and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that's Cody. <laughs> yeah. Jackpot that's nice dog. That's my bush knife right there, mate. Custom made by um Fallen Oak Forge. Y'all ever want a good knife, you got to pay for it. But if you ever want a good reliable knife, then everybody, everybody should have a good reliable knife in their kit. At all times. Follow uh, the porch. Ryan said Deliverance. Is that the movie, Ryan? No, it's... it's uh, Deliverance. It's Revenant. Yeah, Revenant. Deliverance is where those homosexual rednecks butt-raped those guys that were killed. <laughs> yeah, that was the leather vest and the compound bows. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in the canoe. It was big, heart, heart of darkness in the south. Yeah, that's Deliverance. Okay. Bandro the mall. You were talking about knives. If you want another good knife, man, look on look on my IG. Look up uh, Phil Panda. He was actually a Forged and Fire champion, man. That was one of my uh, buddies from the Marines. Super Steve. So go look him up. And uh, he makes some good ones. My, I got a knife before he became champion, man, and that thing is amazing. I'm a blade. I'm a blade. I, I don't know how to say it. I, I'm a blade connoisseur. Enthusiast? Aficionado, is that how you say it? There you go, aficionado. There you go. Oh, we're, hey, we're getting into that high, high pay scale talk right now. <laughs> you know, you, we almost need to change clothes and get a suit and tie on to be talking like that. <laughs> this knife here, I, I drew up. This is, um, this is this is the blade design I wanted. Drew it up, dimensions, everything. Sent it to him, and in about three months I had it back. And I think I paid four fifty for this mm. knife. Yeah, and that, right, right, what I need to know: right. How often do you cut cheese with that knife? Is that is that your cheese cutting <laughs> knife? Yeah, that's everything. That's, that's everything that's knife. That's, that's like spreading peanut I'm butter, cleaning fingernails, the whole works. Yep. Mess with this knife, clean my toenails with it, you know. I wh- figured whatever. when you pay four fifty, you got to make use of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I've used it. I mean, I've, 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 
you know, it's been a while since I've been camping, but there's times I go out and I practice my craft and make set snares and shit like that. So, you know, just to stay in touch with it because eventually, boys, the shit's going to hit the fan. I ain't trying to be a doomsdayer, but it's going to shit. Shit's going to hit the fan one of these days, and if you don't know how well, to do it, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> well, I'm on so, the first wave. So we, still, well, I, I know who I'm joining. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, you can be like fucking Walking Dead, like Rick Grimes, and we'll all be in your compound, and you're the fucking weaver. Yeah, we'll be in one phone. form or another. <laughs> Oh, I got guns too, but we ain't gonna talk about that because I'm a dumb. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 get back to some fishing. So, uh, where where did we leave off? Uh, <laughs> well, so, we're talking so, BFS. Will's Will's hosting yeah. the show for us. Thank God. Yeah, yeah Will's like, y'all shut up. I'm tired of listening. No, I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> it's comedy hour. So, are you? Are you throwing any kind of jigs on those rods, Cody? Oh, yeah, baby. Hold on. I'm getting ready to show you. Okay. So, uh, okay. The, the one setup I just showed you, this this guy right here, this is predominantly my, my small jig rod. Uh, <laughs> eighth ounce, even, even down the smaller jigs. I'll show you. Let me see here. Let's see what I got. I lost all my guns in a kayaking accident. Yeah. Shut up. It's rough out there. Yeah. I feel you. I used to carry I used to carry my thirty-five cowboy gun in my canoe with me to shoot beavers. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> I fucking hate beavers, bro. Dude, dude, no, okay, I, I understand where it's coming from. Have, have you ever been fishing and heard a fucking beaver slap? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll slap the week. shit out of you, man. Yep. And then oh, you yeah. see him start coming toward you. Hell no. You can't beat them. them fuckers. I don't blame them. I've been bitten twice by it. Two times. First time I, I literally had Twice. to fucking uh, the rabies shot deal in the stomach. I was a kid. I was at church camp, and I'm coming out of the, the shower house, and there's again, a fucking paper. Just he wanted that wood, man. He wanted that wood. There was a rabbit fever in the corner. Of the little fucking thing that you come out of the shower house, I came out of the shower house, and that some bitch bit me. Damn, bit me. There was a big man on the kid looking for this beaver, and they didn't want to take no chances, so I had to get that that rabies shot thing where they put them in your stomach, a dozen of them or whatever it was. And then uh, I was getting ready to go duck hunting one day. That was so that was the first time. That was the first yeah. running with a fever, a rabbit beaver. Yeah, the second time I was getting ready to go duck hunting, we were just going to float from the canoe and, and scare off the raft of ducks. That are you the gunner? How do you kill these ducks? What's that? Like a spear or a slingshot? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Pocket rocket? <laughs> yeah. 
Baseball swim over here. Sure enough, he did. And I was right at the edge of the water. Right, right, I put my canoe in. He came up right next to me. Walked, you know, maybe two, three foot from me. Walked up to me. I had my waders on. Walked, because eventually we were going to get out in some marsh grass and just sit in. Walked right up to him. Tried to fucking bite me. He punctured my waders, but he didn't get, he didn't get my skin. So... That's where my hatred derives from for beavers. I, I kill those fuckers every chance I get. I hate them. Big toothy workers. Hey, oh. Cricket Chills, it, it, it probably was a paper clip and a rubber band. That's what he kills the ducks with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James. He's, he's like, he's like, the, uh, he's like uh, Gizmo from Gremlins when he makes a little Rambo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right before he got on this show, James, he was fucking pouring musket balls. Oh, melting down little shit. koi soldiers. We're drinking straight Jameson. Oh, yeah. From one of those leather canteens, don't you? Is that what I you used to have one of those, one of those uh, uh, skin flasks. I used to have them, but I lost it. All that sugar and that sweet tea eats the eats the lining out of it, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, 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 what do you got yeah. for us, Cody? What you- All right, so this, like, this is about. I don't know if you can see how small this is. That's about as oh, small shit. as I go. And Holy. I think this is a. This is a quarter or an eighth ounce. I think this is an eighth ounce. Yeah, it's a little tiny. I mean, wow. I mean, you can see how small, tiny, Ooh, tiny, it's... small. That, I love that. that oh, yeah. Is. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's extreme. But yeah, I throw life. this a lot. I threw this a lot on that one setup I showed you. Um, what are this you? Is my what are you putting on a trailer? Uh, whatever's clever. Most of the time. You know, most of the time it's a crawl, you know, something in a crawfish profile. Gotcha. I, you know, till this day, I still do use Uncle Josh pork frogs. So I will put a pork oh, frog yeah. on there. Making a comeback, Real too. Nice. Bro, that's, right. hey, that's what I learned to fish with on jigs. Yeah, me, too. Don't it was that old green and white one. That's all we ever used. Make sure you take them off. Don't let them sit there and dry up. That's <laughs> that jig is fucked. You can't cut it with a fucking hacksaw, buddy. That shit's tough. <laughs> you got to get oh, a So this is you all, all around. So is this an all-year uh, type of setup, this finesse? Or is it more of a winter? Yeah. Or So you use that all year long. I fish it all year long. And, and that's on the eight-pound test with those, uh, was it BST, right? Eight, Setups? Yep, eight-pound eight seagull. That's it. And it has proven to be lethal. And I mean time, lethal. Every time you say eight pound, I get a little, like a little <laughs> shiver. Like it, like it makes me quiver, dude. It's almost giving me anxiety every time you say it. I'm just like, uh, Look, I don't know. I want to get one for walleye fishing next year. That's what I want. Fuck that spinning shit. I want to be kicking walleye with a with a bait caster. That's what I'm trying to well, do with I, it. I watched you 
competition. You know, you know, you know what you're doing. A- anybody with any salt, and I said this to Josh, any any angler with any salt should know how to fight a fish and adjust their drag accordingly. And that's all you. That's all you got to do. You keep pressure on it. You keep, you know, you keep that rod bent. Don't give him any fucking slack, and adjust your drag accordingly. So, do you actually adjust the t- the tension of your reel, or do you thumb the spool? I, I mostly thumb the spool. I okay, thumb the spool. I was just if about it's to say. really dark, if it's super lively, like this time of year when the fish are super well, you know, June something like that, when they're super amped up post spawn. And, and, and you know, I will, I will adjust the drag if it's dogging me real hard. I'll give or take a little bit. My thumb's my drag. Yep, that's what I've always yeah. said. Yeah, see, it's the quickest way to lock it down. When we had Will on the show, we talked a little bit about that, and you know, we were talking about drag. And so many times have I went to lay into a fish. You know, like I, say I hooked a fish. I would back my drag off. Well, I would keep casting next fish. I forgot to tighten it. Well, now you don't have a hook set, you know, because your drag slipped. So, for me, personally, my shit is just, it's maxed out. Like, I Mm -hmm. almost maxed out. And then as soon as, you know, we get to that moment to where you get close to the boat, you know, they usually always try to take off. They always usually try to turn and run. As, as as, As soon as we get them close, I just click the reel. And, and then I'll let them you know, feed out, Absolutely. take line. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way as you three guys. I, I'm sure John you know, probably it, does the same. It, 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 I don't know. the heat of the moment, it's a <laughs> lot to think about. But it's – fishing angling in general is a discipline. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. It's a, it's a discipline. It's muscle memory. It's it, – it, you know, it's, it's thought. You have to think about it beforehand during and after and you gotta be super in the fucking moment because you know if one slight mistake could mean the the, 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 the whether you're gonna land that fish or not. So you know to to to, to be with it and, and and to try to you know keep your thoughts and, and your my grandfather said keep your druthers about you. You know, it's not always easy to do and I don't do it all the time either. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm, you know, Zen master, tenth degree fucking black belt in it because I'm not. But you know, it, it, it's something that, you know, to discipline yourself to be able to to accomplish what you're setting out to do, it, it, there's something to be said about it. It's not just something everybody's going to do, just, just get out and do every day. Absolutely, man. I, you know, as soon as you lay into a fish and then the moment you either net it, flip it, lip it, whatever, whatever your method is of landing that fish, I feel like there's a, a sense of pride that goes after that because you know oh, you, dude. you caught something that was, you know, it, it's obtainable, but it's also elusive. And you won that dude, war. It's one of fish. the biggest senses of accomplishments. And I've, you know, I've done some pretty, I've done some shit in my day that's, you know, accomplishments, had my own company and all that shit. But, you know, to, to catch, to actually, to actually, Go and do what you had planned the day, the week, the night before to do, to to have that plan, you know, laid out in front of you, and then to, you know, to go follow through with it, and then to have results from what yeah, you actually a, thought out. 
huge set of pride and accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. executed. Is the word yeah. Very rarely does that happen. Very, yeah. very rarely does. What, most of the time, once you get punched in the mouth, all your plans yeah. change, you know? Actually, Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Toes, yep, shots yep. fired, baits are getting cut yep. off, thrown in a pile, you're digging through yep. boxes. Well, That's right. Scoop. But, but it's you have a plan, though, because it gives you a starting point. That's sure. <clears throat> Scuba fishing, uh, Cody's probably the type of guy that French kisses chain pickerel. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, Sam. That's not to sound cliche. I know there was a commercial out there that said it once, but I did French kiss a French girl one time. In the Fiji Islands. <laughs> so Sam Josh, uh, T. Sefton, seventy-eight. Sam, he says that he, he he's a Michigan guy. Josh is also from uh, Michigan. He Wisconsin man. In the winter on the bay, and then eight pound in the summer for bass, dude. So that you just you just scared me. Big time. Like, if that's all you ever use, oh, wow. Carlos, I'm going to tell you right now, man. I mean, I, I watch you here. You, you, know, you power fish and, and haul them to the boat. And I, I look, I'm not saying I BFS fish all the time because, like I said, there's a time and a place for it. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's super fulfilling. If you get into it and yeah, actually well, get I mean, into it. Okay, so this summer, you know, I've actually stooped down. To throw in a Nico rig, which is about as finesse as I go. Right, but I'm right. still throwing that. I mean, I'm throwing it on 17 pound. <laughs> right. He's throwing three quarter pound, He's throwing three quarter three quarter ounce Nico rigs. He's calling it finesse, <laughs> yeah, That's what he's doing. It's a Nico, so it's finesse. It's a it's a jig, Carlos. It's not a Nico rig. <laughs> Heavy Come action on. rod. 15 pound cigar, <laughs> seven point six, extra heavy, extra fast. It's I'm a with Nico rig. Steve, man, fuck both that. Uh, yeah, but hey, dude, that's you know how tough it's been for me lately, Josh. I mean, it's dude, they won't bite nothing. You know, it's it's busting your ass out there just to get them to bite the most subtle presentation, like a Nico rig. Go small, go small, short, small that profile up. You know, it's not all the time big, big, big fish. You know, especially it seems this time of year. Now, look, I love a big 10-inch worm. Don't get me wrong. I always have one tied on. But sometimes they don't want that big shit, man. Sometimes they yeah. want something just small. Yeah. A little next rooster tail. You know what I mean? A little, mm -hmm. a yeah. Don't be afraid to turn into a rooster tail. Hell no, no, Hell no. Hold your thought. Hold on. I got to get my dog here. So, so we were talking about. He's chasing a coon. Go get him. Yeah. Go get him a dog. He'll be back, guys. He's just got to go out there and kill a bear real quick. Come on. I think we don't need a little intermission anyway. We were this this commercial is brought episode. to you by Eco Fishing. Thank you guys for having us on. We were on. talking about execution, Will, and you said, uh, you know, when it fails, things change. Well, a couple weeks ago, I posted, or well, I posted that video, I don't know, last week or whatever, when I got broke off. So that execution for me, so I turned around the next dock over, I hauled that, you know, five and a half out from under it, cool. But instantly, I knew then, as soon as I got wrapped around that dock pile and broke off, 
I knew the action of rod that I was that I was using and that I always use for that wasn't particular right. bait. It wasn't right. So mm-hmm. what did I do? I ordered I'm, the next thing. I'm because I've thrown a jackhammer now. I mean, everybody knows that's I've caught more big fish on that thing than anything. I'm pretty sure What's you set fish to the moon on a jackhammer. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm a professional at fishing a jackhammer, but I'm pretty damn close. Like I'm. <laughs> if, anything, if I'm good at anything, I'm good at I'm good at whacking them on a jackhammer. <laughs> oh yeah, send you them know, to the moon, yeah, rocket man. I'm, yeah, I'm whacking and stacking. But so so when I would catch those fish deep up in that dock, you know, I would skip up in there, and when I would set the hook. I mean, on that five and a half, you know, I ha- it, you can't tell in the video, but I was pulling extremely hard to get that fish out of there. So what I when done you say to, five and a half, is that the length of your rod you're using? Or? No, no, that's uh, the rod I was using was a seven one medium heavy fast. That's what oh, I. Oh, you're love talking throwing. about weight? Yeah, weight. That's what I love throwing a on a moderate rod. I lost a lot of fish on it. Right, right. So now we're we losing Carlos. I ordered. No, can you hear me? I can hear yeah. you. You can hear me. Yeah, video just getting a lot choppy. Well, my phone was ringing. Uh, so what I done, Will, is I ordered a seven four heavy. I'm gonna try to throw when I'm fishing, and I'm. Uh, it's gonna be situational. The next time I go fish docks, I'm going to try to throw a bait like that on a 7-4. Seven, 7-4 seven, heavy what? 7-4 heavy what, though? Fast. Well, lo- what, what brand? 13. What brand? No, I'm only throwing 13. A oh, 13 fishing. Okay. Yeah. Omens. And, and, and I like the 13s because they're parabolic. I mean, you can get a fast action rod, but that thing will bow up. I mean, you you guys can yeah. see the pictures. So, I mean, I, I asked that because you, everyone that's on here that's watching and stuff like that, what works for Carlos works for mm-hmm. Carlos. What works for me works for me. What works for Cody works for Cody. Work, exactly. Works for Josh works for Josh. You know, we're just giving you ideas of what works right. for us. You know what I mean? Uh, exactly. You know, a 13 brand fishing reel or rod or anything like that is not the same as an old 18 or Doomsday or Josh. I'm not sure. I think you use St. Croix, right? Cruise. Yeah, I throw Croix. So, you know, the actions on them. So a medium heavy for me is not the same as any one of these other guys. So, yeah, you know, so just keep all that Definitely. stuff in mind also, yeah. you know. So, but, but that was my theory, um, Will, was – I could have, in that situation, I could have used the extra power to snatch that fish up out of there before I get wrapped up in a dock pile. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So the the reed tactic. You it. get them out of the reeds before they get you. Yeah, you well, get them free I, of that yeah, shit. Exactly. It's the same way when I fish reeds. Everyone's like, damn, man, you sent them to the moon. No, you got to send I them out. It. Yeah. I want their heads up. Up and out. I want them out before Especially they Especially from a kayak, because as soon as you set the hook from a kayak, your kayak starts to move, push forward. Uh, your rod's bending, your line is stretching, all of that stuff. So you have to set the hook and jack. And it also Even depends on the type boat. of hook you use, too. So, like, right. I know for me, I don't use EWGs anymore from a kayak. I use uh, straight shank offset worm hooks for majority really? of the stuff. Very rarely. Like, if I'm flipping and pitching, then then – Every now and again, I'll use an EWG hook. Well, most of the time, it's a 
a straight shank uh, flipping hook is what I'll use. Okay. And that's only because, so obviously you have the hook that comes around, right? It, so whenever you go to set the hook, especially from a kayak, if it's an EWG, you have to really jack it to poke the hook through. And yep. you can't get past. It's all level. Where that offset sets up a little bit, and when you go to set the hook, it's already jamming into their into the side of their mouth, into the top of their mouth, or you know, depending if they took off or whenever the bite happened. So, as soon as I changed over to that offset straight shank hook, dude, it changed my hookup ratio phenomenally. Uh, you know, okay. knock on wood, I don't believe I've ever like had a weak hook set because I was losing a lot of fish because well, I'd have them on. But it wasn't really like catching them enough. It was like barely you're, skin hooking them and stuff like that. You're sitting down though, right? Or are you standing? Uh, yeah, for for some of those. But standing up, that's why I, flipping and pitching because you wanted to slip it in and out of cover and stuff like right. that. Yeah. The EWG is a is a better hook for that. But I'm also standing, and my hook set is straight up versus straight back. Right, right. I got you. So okay. you got to keep that in you. mind also. I can, I can hear you. I got a. So I, I, I'll tell you this, so a lot of, not all the times, but especially with BFS and not even with that all the time, but a lot of the times when I'm fishing BFS, I do what they call a slack line hook set. I don't know if y'all know what that is. Yep, yep. Yeah. Just because, the you know, the rod, for one, just, you know, just doesn't have the power. You know what I mean? It's something, you know, extra heavy or extra fat. You know, something bigger. You know what I mean? For two, the lure is always awful small. You know what I mean? So you don't have the weight of the lure working with you either. <laughs> so, now not all the time, but a lot of times I will do a slack line hook set. And, uh, you know, I think. Or snatch it through, you know what I mean? So that's where that slack line hook set comes into play. You know, you feel your pickup and you feel your bite, especially with an EWG, especially with a worming setup, you know, or, or small jig setup, you feel your, your pickup, you know, you feel your bite, you feel your pickup, even if you're tight lining, then you give him that. I like to have a nice little bow in my line, and then I snap that son of a bitch and cross that motherfucker's yeah. eyes, right? Cross his fucking eyes, baby. Oh, okay, okay. Hold, hold on. I'm gonna stop the show right here. Are, are you talking about? You're, you're talking about finesse, right? Mm -hmm. You're crossing its eyes on eight pound test. Fucking eight, right? Yeah. Well, he's 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 using he's he's using a medium light rod though. Okay. So you well, you, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm not using an eight pound test on an extra heavy rod. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Okay. Using that size one hook, eight, eight pound line, yeah. heavy action rod. Your definition yeah. of crossing some eyes is a little different. I'm bringing Bro, back I'm skeleton. When, when, I'm going to tell you right back now, I brought, I brought back gill plates. Just gill plates on my <laughs> Good God. I don't fuck around, man. So here, I don't know if you can see this. So this is my big top water stick, and I know you can see the thickness of the base right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's a yep. big stick. All right. Here's my here's my pride and joy. This is my Caddy Lynn. Shout out Caddy Lynn Custom. 
my custom Lockwood fishing. Oh, that's bad. Six foot six, extra fast, light, extra fast. Look how small the bait is. Hear that, Carlos? Light, light action. Look how small the the base of that rod is in comparison. I mean, it's toothpick. It's a toothpick. It is a toothpick. (laughs) Oh. OG said you almost tip your canoe every hook set, no matter is. I do, man. I can, look, I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. And hey. I give it all up. Anyway, hey, so. hook, hook, hook sets are free, man. Hook sets sure. are free. You as They're well. not free Jack in the brush. They're not free that's, in the brush. Well, you, that could have been that 10-pounder you would have missed if you had a weak-ass hook set, though. Speaking of that. That three-pounder. That's why I pour jigs. I just cut them off, start again. Speaking of that, you know, though, I told my son that that motto, hook sets are free. And whenever mm-hmm. I take him out on the on the yak, if we're fishing grass or whatever, I mean, you just you just kind of, you know, nonchalantly look over there. And like every three seconds, all you see is, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> hey, but you know what? He's having, he's having fun. He's out on the kayak with you. He's out with dad, man. He's having fun. He's practicing those hook sets. He's getting there for whenever it really happens. Not setting the hook, that's for sure. That's right. For sure. Yeah. At least he's filling them. Continue, Cody. My bad. Quick shout out. I was telling Josh, if you guys ever want to custom rod them, look up this guy, Caddy Shane Shane Crowley. I don't know if you can see it. Caddy Lynn Customs. He's out of Maryland. Um, he did this rod for me. It's six six light extra face. All court. Uh, it's an HGX blank, super state of the art, super light. Uh, I think it's sixty forty Japanese Torre rolled graphite. Now it's not just. If you look up rolled graphite, they actually roll the graphite, so it's a tighter weave. HGX blank, uh, American tackle, uh, carbon fiber grips. American tackle, carbon fiber seats, and I don't know Look if you how guys small that thing is. My God, yeah. Can you see? Can you see that eye? Yeah. You see the eye within the eye? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. I've seen those. I've seen those. That's an American tackle microwave eye. Mm-hmm. Fellas, I'm not saying this because I have one, but when I say that thing, wherever I want to put my bait, because you know, that first eye is always wide. It just is. Even on a bait caster, you know, it's still coming out of there somewhat radical. Right. But that microwave eye, it cuts down on all that beating around. Looks like I'm doing some. <laughs> 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 uh, but it, yeah, go ahead. It cuts down on all that and it makes your choice. I don't know why you're single. Sorry, lady with the lure. Sorry. Hey, there's you know, there's one out there, Cody, that can handle a alligator fighting, beaver killing, spear spearing. There's There's somebody. There's somebody out there for everybody. Okay. I've got there's quite a few that thought they loved me until they got with me, and then they saw what it was. One of these days, one of these days, Cody, 
you're going to be out there and you're going to be going somewhere, you know, and you're like, oh, look at that fucking beaver right there. And then all of a sudden you're going to hear a and you're going to look over and it's going to be this chick. And then it's no shoes, overalls. It's coming around the corner. Coming around the corner. That's how it had to happen. It's going to be a bloody harmony commercial. The next one, I'm, I'm with she's gonna literally have to fall out the fucking stock. God damn! I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw his dog, I thought he was kissing the chicken for a minute. I thought he was kissing the chicken. <laughs> this is my girl, oh, dude. I'll tell oh, you, man. welcome, welcome to Amateur Hour, gentlemen, ladies. Yeah, Amateur So I'm gonna shout out real fast. You guys need to follow Old Glory Outdoors. They're out yep. of Brookfield, Mass. Yep. Um, Joe, uh, I can't remember Joe's last name. He's active duty, owns Old Glory. Beautiful tackle shop, has a lot of shit. So Joe turned me on. Y'all ever heard of Ark Rods? Yeah, yeah I've heard of them. ARK? ARK. No, never heard of So them. this is the Ark, Ark Invoker Limited, 6-6. Um, light action, and it's called so the uh, it's a light rod. So they have it. It's called a, the action is called an arm or regular. So it's kind of in between a fast and a, a moderate. Okay. Talk about a nice pole, buddy. Again, roll carbon fiber. I mean, super, super duper nice poles. You ever want to get a nice rod, real setup? Go to Old Glory. What? Look up what Joe. are you doing? What are you doing with that? So this is a super look. I got a spinner bait on here now. Don't okay. tell anybody because I don't ever fucking throw spinner baits. But I went up to fish that hey. tournament. I despise a spinner bait. Despise them. I don't know why. I just don't like them. But I got so I'm I'm running all this. This is a Shimano Alder Baron 2015 Alder Baron BFS um, Limited. Eight to one ratio. You can okay, almost so. see the color, color of my spool there. That's six pounds. Yeah. Cats six pounds. On there. That's ice fishing line. So wow, pretty much what I'm throwing, pretty much what I'm throwing with this is moving small moving shit, spinners, chatters, little cranks, shit, shit like that. You're throwing chatter baits on that? Mm, little, little ones, little tiny chatter baits. Jesus Hold on. Christ. Six pound yeah. test on a chatterbait. <laughs> I just had a no, no, this, It's bag. different. It, no, it, it's super different because you think a six pound test and a single hook. Like I can under six pound test and maybe some trebles, ultra. You know, yeah. The 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 single hooks have to be. I'm guessing they have to be for like extreme finesse. They're not like thick, beefy hooks, are they? No, oh, okay. I mean that is small. That chatterbait is. Look at that. There's yeah. my finger. There's the chatter. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, I've never seen that before. You're shopping in the wrong in the wrong store, Carlos. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's is that like a Toys R Us fishing store or? It is. That 24 inch monster I just caught a couple few weeks ago at nighttime. Look how small that hold on. Man. Yes, Carl. Or I mean, James. Look how small I that am. <laughs> 
That's about that 24-inch fish on right there. That whopper flop is not even three inches long. That's like one of them little mini tents that they set up to show you what the regular size tent looks like. They just set it up there. <laughs> it's Legos. We're playing with Legos now. So, so Cody, uh, we got a couple questions. Who made that chatterbait? Uh, this is... I've never seen a chatterbait that small. Yes. Now. Oh shit! You want to you want to see a small chatterbait? Hold on. Oh, you guys digging a fly fishing here? Cody yeah, said, "Hold my beer." Fly you cast it on a fly rod. That's a big Cody. chatterbait. That's a big. That's a big chatterbait. Said, Hold my beer. Small chatterbait. Oh my god, dude! What? I think. I think. Hold on, it's right here, but I'm blind as a bat. It's a Z-man. That's a little Z-Man chatterbait. That is a Z-Man? That's a Z-Man. Is it like an eighth ounce? Here you go. <laughs> I think it's quarter ounce. So this is another shout out to my boy here, Addiction Baits in Maryland. Y'all want some badass moving shit? Look at these little suckers. Get that pen, Carlos. Oh, yeah. That's almost similar to like a willow bub. So there's a lighter. Oh how wow! Small that, how small that chatterbait is! Wow! And I burn fish on. I'm when My, I say yeah. burn I burn. It's like a micro. It's a micro jackhammer. That's right. Creaking trails. Hmm. That's a good call. Uh, yeah. Still costs seventeen bakes. bucks. <laughs> yeah. Addiction bakes. Dude, I and I don't will, know, you guys, you guys fish spinnerbaits a lot? I don't. I do. I fish spinnerbaits because I feel like the jackhammer itself yeah. has been put in front of fish's yeah, faces so much. I tend to throw spinnerbaits, especially this time of the year. Yeah, I see that. That's, like a, that's a spinnerbait with a jackhammer blade on it or a, with a blade. That's like a golfing yeah. bill? Used to get so them like ten years ago from a little company in Illinois. They're Viber oh, spin is what they used to be called. Viber spin. That's what I got. That, that was out of Illinois like ten years ago. But go ahead, Cody. This is my guy at Addiction Baits too. It, it is. It's a spinner bait. You know, you see that split tail spoon on there. Did you cut that or did he cut that? No, that's how he cut them. With a so, with a check bait on the on the on the. Uh, Head there. So, what's the purpose of having the the split um blade on the back? So he what's claims the that I don't know. So he claims that I don't know. He claims if you have a full willow or a uh, what's the other one called? The other spoon. Colorado, Colorado. Indiana, Indiana, Colorado. Yeah. It's going to take away from the action of your. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just lighter. Less so bump it on just, it. It's, Less, less water displacement on your, on your on your blade on your spoon to allow your blade to have you know more so, action. But this is this is this is an addiction bait splatter bait. Uh, friend him on Instagram too. All he made in his garage, beautiful, beautiful. Hey, stuff. so the the skirt on there is that is that a rubber um, collar or is that hand tied? It's a collar for. It's rubber collar, and then you know, like a Kitek, like a Kitek swimmer on it. Okay. I, I, 
Now, I've caught fish on this, but my buddy last November caught one, and I'll send you all the pictures later. Caught one in November that I know was pushing seven pounds at one. I mean, it was a fucking monster. It was a two-pound nice. test line. The ice how rod. Slow, how slow are you having to roll that with, you know, with the, with the blade you got going up front and then the blades you got going in the back? Because, you it, know, you it, can. It doesn't matter. You can burn it or you can slow roll it. It still keeps up and, and does really? what it has to do. Yeah, it's a beautiful bait. If okay. you like that kind of bait. I just don't throw blade baits like that. I blade baits like that. I, I just yeah. don't. Well, see, I mean, I mean like. I know for me, like my favorite gear ratio reel is seven five to one. I feel like it's just extremely versatile. Yeah. You can slow it down if you need to, or you can speed it up. And I know sometimes I'll catch myself with a spinner bait and I can feel that drag and you know yep. that, that spinner bait's cocked or it's rolled over, you know. Yeah. And then I, I know I'm burning it too quick, you know. So I was just yep. kinda wondering how with that blade on the front, plus you still got your split Colorado or whatever you want to call it in the back. I was kind of wondering what kind of drag that had to it. No, they, they ride real nice. Again, I've only fished them a handful of times, but I've seen right. them in action, and, and I know they work. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, all my reels, fellas, no, they're all eight to one. My slowest reel is seven, seven five to one. Everything I have is, except for one them. BFS, except for one BFS reel, my Shimano Scorpion. It's six four to one. But outside of that, everything else is eight to one. Fastest yeah, but I, I mean, I get that if you're if you're using a lot of like jigs or worms or or things right. like that, you want to be able to pick up line fast. Right. Versus power fishing, you know, you don't right. want to burn every single bait, you know, when you're power fishing. No, no. I know, I know, I like about you know a six four or a seven one is typically like for my moving baits, depending on mm -hmm. what it is. Uh, it's typically, and I I use lose reels, you know, yeah. so Same six here. four unless it's a crankbait. If it's a crankbait, then I do like uh, a lot slower gear ratio up in that. Five Me too. Right I like now. see that's six. I, I still, I still, no, I thought I saw you had Revo set up on your kayak. Uh, I have mainly lose, but I am starting to look into the Revo, especially because I, I, I have a new deep cranking setup that I want to try. Uh, I think uh, that I have a Revo winch. I think, what are they, 5-4, five, 5-4 four, five, four gear ratio? Yeah, uh, I'm a Just for those bigger baits. Uh, I, I, you know, try it out a little bit. I, I know for me personally, um, I, I'm a big Berkeley fan and just the pure fishing aspect of it. Um, just trying out some Revos and things like that. I, I love Lou's, um, but I also did fish with Revos before. So I do have a bunch that are kind of like stashed away. Cause you know, us anglers, you know, I think I made a post the other day. Rods and reels are like shoes to us. Like, yeah, are like, sure. like shoes are for women, you know, for I some used to women. Fish all Revos like, before switching to Shimano, but all my old shit are all Revos. I want. I actually want to try. I want to try that new BB one. Will. Yeah. I want that real big time. Uh, let me see. What? Someone what's the BB one request? The the new one, is. right? The yeah, new BB one is the pro. Yeah, it's a loose yeah. reel. 
It's it's kind of like the the loose version of the winch, right? So it's designed for cranking and stuff like that. I mean, uh, isn't loose pure fishing as well? So aren't they all pretty much in, in the same? No, no, no I don't think not. I don't. No, lose is not. No, lose and Revo are their you know competition. Yeah. Okay. So lose lose is like lose and Strike King, and then yep. you have Berkeley and Revo. Yeah, you know, Berkeley if you look at ma- if you look at major brands, if you if you're yeah. looking at major brands, uh, stuff like that, I'm sure you know X Zones will pick up uh, a rod and reel company or something later on. They're starting to get big. I know they're kind of new here. Well, I think they started in what Canada or yeah, something like that's, that. That's, that's where they're based out of, I believe, is Canada. So I'm sure they'll pick up some company for rod and reel. Maybe who knows Shimano or something. Uh, you know. Probably not Shimano, but I'm just saying, like... Yeah, I know, but Shimano, I feel like, you know, there's so many Shimano fanboys out there that I'm not going to name one of them. But, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't feel hey, like... The last real I've owned a dial-up. So, you know, you know what I, you know what I say about people who love Shimanos is uh, they're just, you know, they're the guys who don't know how to adjust their braking system on their reels, because uh, yeah. I don't think I've yet to Ever throw a Shimano and backlash that thing? So, oh, same here. Same here. Now, Sorry, I'll tell Carl. you this: Sorry. this old abandoned is not forgiving. It is the most finicky reel I've ever used in my life, and I mean, it's down to the my, most minute adjustment. But really? uh, this is for you. This is for you, Will. Maybe you could put in it because I see you, you you pro stand for old eighteen. So old eighteen came out with a line of BFS rods. I don't know if you knew that or not. They released them like late spring, early summer. Super stoked. I bought one. I bought the most expensive one they had, the Arius 7-foot light extra fast. It was my predominant worming rig with the Aldebaran for my BFS. Beautiful rod. Beautiful, beautiful rod. Yeah. So, so, something you might want to look into, uh, Josh, because you got a hookup right there. To, if they have any left, because they were selling out quick. Yeah, that's uh, so, it was a kayak specific design rod by uh, uh, was it MDLR or whatever his name is out of Texas? Who does a lot more saltwater so, yeah. fishing? So that was yep, his yep. like specific line that they designed for him. So I'll look so, into that. That if I'm going to get into the BFS. Style fishing. They, they, I'll, I'll look into those. They have, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, the areas. They have a few in the areas, and then what's the, what's the one below the areas? The hollow point, the one, I think, maybe. So you have the areas that you have hollow points right below it, and then above the areas is actually called the suppressor, uh, which is one of my favorite lines of rods. That's like the high end. It's carbon, uh, micro guides. It's. I just looked at that line. line actually the other day. Looks like some quality the, shit. The suppressors? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, they're they're worth it. And uh, I mean, if like I said, if, if you guys ever look at some of those and you want a discount, just go onto my page. It's underneath my uh, uh, that little link. I can't remember the name of it, but how's their warranty? Like that, I, I I didn't find a lot of information. Is it? Do they got a decent warranty on them? Some outbreak. Yeah, if right? it, dude. If anything, just message them. If something happened because it was due to you know, not because you broke it. I no, I break them. I break them. So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure on that. But as far as uh, 
you know, quality control. If sure. it's due okay. to something that they messed up, you know, they're they're gonna hook you up and and uh, replace it out for you. But as far as like you just constantly snapping them or something like that. Um, which I've never, you know, knock on wood, I have never broken a rod in my entire life. I brought two of the same rod. And I actually turned them in to the Croy factory store eight days apart to the same guy that was working behind the counter. Okay, but but Will, <laughs> that's a, a little backstory to this. He's using a medium light, sixty-five pound braid, and he's frogging it. Sixty-five. Why he's snapping? <laughs> Use a man's rod, dude. I mean, you know, I mean, if I was the guy at the store, they, get out of here, dude. You know, there you go. Gnarly fishing. I mean, gnarly fishing. He just said he he broke an eye. I know. Uh, he he just purchased a hollow point. Uh, I I want to say he got it for jigging or swim jigs or something like that, which is one of my recommendations for him. And he said he broke an eye, and they sent him a new one within a week. So All right. that kind of tells you. That's and they're a veteran-owned company, man, down up in Texas. Uh, I was very fortunate that they allowed me to come on because they wanted to spread out farther out of Texas to Virginia and stuff right. like that. Um, so, you know, if that tells you about them, they're, they're really good, sure. man. I've heard nothing but good things. I have, too. What? And, you know, I was talking to – I can't remember uh, – that bass fishing dude. And also um, – they both fish for TFO, and they say those rods are made in Texas, and they were, they were both saying those, you know, old 18, I've heard a lot of great things about. TFO, I've heard a lot of great things about. But at this point, in the amount of setups that I have, I mean, I would probably have to sell two of my kids. To yeah, no, no, absolutely. You know, I, you know, absolutely. You know, it just to completely switch over series and stuff like that. I, I know exactly what you mean, you know, because I, I had fished with a lot of loose rods and stuff like that. And then yeah. I tried out a couple of the old 18s because, you know, I'm a veteran myself. I'm a Marine veteran. I love supporting veteran owned companies For sure. are those that help support, um, you know, veterans, first responders, stuff like that. You know, uh, True Grit, uh, Tackle Company, that's the jigs that I use um old 18 obviously veteran owned company you know like gnarly said is an ex-seal a fighter pilot and a 20-year master rod builder uh, jake jake brewer no relation that i know of so uh yeah um but you know i, I love the rods man yeah rah thanks buddy um but i, I love the rods like he because he talked about the area series, though. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut him off and kind of go on a tangent about old eighteen. But yeah. the area no, series is very nice. And You're good so that what had happened this... was, go ahead, Carlos. Sorry, I said that. That's what this is about, man. It, this is about all of us bringing as much information about because all of us fish in different ways. You know, I like thirteen rods. Will uses old eighteen. You know. Uh, Cody's a beaver shooting alligator. Like, you know, I mean, Josh is a Croy guy. This this is all about bringing everyone different perspectives. So we're good, man. You, I mean, you're good, Will. You didn't go on some long haul about about anything. I mean, we're great. So what this is the majority. Of, this is the majority of the rods that I have. Doomsday tackle. Doomsday tackle. Is that that a, that a Maryland company? I know you sent me the link. I checked out their shit. No, these boys are out of um, uh, 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 Chatham, Virginia, right on the 
Virginia, North Carolina okay. border. Super, really, 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 really nice, really nice rods. You watch their YouTube videos. And they're, they're, they're standard 7.3 medium heavy fast action. They tied a, a, test, a, a trash test dummy to like 100 pound braid. And then they stood up on like a loft in, in their shop uh -huh. and picked that trash test dummy up and flipped that sucker up on like 10 foot up onto the top deck of the loft. That's what we call a boat flip right there. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so that's why I. Going back to that, I don't know how the fuck we're going to end this because you already screwed the ending up at the very beginning. So. <laughs> The only net man around here is Will, evidently. That, before He's we our Brandon filling netter. You guys, uh, yeah, hook set. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Y'all send me a message of all the hook set pro staff that are veterans because I run Freedom Friday every week and uh, I shout all you guys out. I appreciate all you guys. But, uh, I don't even know where I was at with, with what I was I want to thank everyone that... Oh, I remember. If any of y'all want a brand new Yak Attack yet net, DM me. Because I've used it <laughs> twice. Barely used. Tags are still on it. <laughs> yeah. Look, I either boat flip or thumb the fish right in, in the fucking water, man. I, I ain't got time yeah. for that. Sure. You ain't got time for that shit. Nobody's got time for that shit. Get them in the boat. Get on to the next one. <laughs> I don't have time to lose fish. I I cannot afford to lose fish, so therefore I'm not boat flipping them in a tournament. I, I mean, we get that. We get that. We do. I, I mean, I understand, especially when, you know, when your placement's on the line, I, I, I fully get that. Yeah, if there's money on the line, I'm like yeah. considering, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but I... You know what? I want to thank everyone that's been on, man. We've been constantly up to like 14 to 16 people, man. It's been steady. Like, imagine the first been. time we started this uh, this uh, IG live stream, man. It started off, you know, we might stay consistent at six or so. And, <laughs> dude, six. I mean, it's just amazing that you guys are enjoying the content that's being put out and and uh, all the anglers that are coming on. So thank you, guys. And to, and to feed onto what Will is saying, we're actually going to take these live streams. I'm going to save them, and we're going to actually be pushing them out into podcast form for you people that would rather listen to a podcast versus, you know, watching the video. So that's – we're working on it. We're working on that. I want 25% of the proceeds. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in. You can have, you can have all the proceeds. Yeah. You're, you're sitting at a fat zero. Since – yeah, <laughs> since – since Brandon's playing Army right now, then I guess you're in, Will. You'll get his first week. You'll get his cut. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Perfect. It's yeah, big. And, and I put this out to everybody. I don't care. Y'all fellas ever want to get down to Maryland or up to Maryland, depending on where you're at geographically, and come fish with me, you're more than fucking welcome. Come on. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, Cody Cody, actually, you know, that we were, we were talking uh like a week ago and i mean that's the first thing cody said i mean and, and that's that's the truth he was like dude you're ever in maryland hit me up you can stay at my house you know i will say that cody is is uh 
He's a good guy, man. He, he how many people are you just going to find that you just had a 20 minute conversation with on Instagram saying, Hey, come hang out at my house. That's what he told me right away. First thing, come catch some stripers down in Maryland. Stay right at my house. I got a great big house. I got a little bit of property with it. You know, I got a lot of rooms. More than welcome to come and stay. You know, if you end up to be a serial killer, I got fucking guns. So I'll just blast you. You got what? You know what I mean? We're going shooting. Me and Cody going shooting. They're not my guns. Okay, folks. There's 14 people on here. Do not go to Cody's house in a beaver suit. <laughs> You're asking liable to get speared. You're gonna get speared. Don't do it. You're either getting shot with a what'd you say? A thirty what do you say? A thirty five. A thirty five a recurve bow. Winchester. Three feet into the driveway and you're getting speared from the tree. Like it's don't do it. <laughs> Bring your there own you go. spears. Yeah, for sure. 35. <laughs> I even got Beaver Buster written right on that sign. Right on that. He's writing Beaver names. That's right. Blow their heads, oh, smack them. Yeah, oh, boom. So, so to kind of get back on track, I know we're running way over time. Are you good, Will? I'm good, man. Okay, I love well, it, dude. I'm having a blast, are, dude. Are you good, Cody? I mean, as long as we're not... Man, I got cigarettes, iced pizza. Uh, you know, good company. I'm good. I ain't scared. Okay, okay. So, so to get back on track just a little I'm bit. I'm good. When, when you do power fish... <laughs> when you do power fish... Can you grab me one more? Your, garage. What are your go-to power fishing techniques? I mean, are you burning square bills... I mean, what? what I, do you I love got a square bill. I love a square bill. Um, I, I I used to. I don't even think they make it anymore, but I still got quite a few. So, Strike King used to make one called a Baby Minus. So it was kind of like the early stages of a square bill. Ran about two, three foot. You know, shad pattern had a big brass rattle in it. I I still run them. They're they're. I mean, the one I had has more teeth marks on it. Look like it went through a den of vampires, but you know I, I like I like a deep crank. Um, uh, I'm just getting kind of getting into swim baits, but I just don't think it really applies where I'm at. You know what I mean? I have called a couple on, you know, the, the, the articulating swim baits and shit like that. But uh, my my biggest power fish is a swim jig. I love a fucking swim jig. So what do you throw that so, swim jig on? I know my setup's going to be a lot different than your setup. Um, so I, I, I got a couple different applications. Right here, this is a 7 Hey, thanks for joining. Jack, thanks for joining Bass in Texas. Yeah, appreciate it, so this, Carl. So this is a Doomsday. So this is a Doomsday 7-6 heavy, extra fast. And uh, Abu Ambassador Mora. On it. Oh, so you Actually, got a this bit? is a, a little okay. slower reach here. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got round real. reach. Yep. And yeah. then this is, these are my go to jigs. I don't know if you all know anything about them. Beast Coast. Yeah, we I've heard a lot about them in the last two weeks, Bro. for sure. Bro, so, that, you know, that's their swim jig. That's their Gorilla Sea swim jig. And that's their Miyagi uh, 
you know, rubber swim bait, paddle tail swim bait that I use for trailing and I, I, I straight stain fish on that thing. Stain. Correct correct me if I'm wrong, those Beast Coast jigs have a a uh, screw lock. Uh they do now. well the the, the the hustler hybrids do now. And okay. that's something I'll show you. That's something because, I'll show because you. Because I'm personally for me, I'm a major fan of the screw lock. Major fan. Yeah. Yep. Saves so much money. So this is my go-to Beast Coast jig right here. This is called the Hustler Hybrid. Little hair jig. This is my go-to color, Rayburn Red. Kind of see the head design on it. It's kind of like, like a. It's kind of like an arky. It's like a swim jig head design. I don't know mm -hmm. if you can see that. See that. Do you have uh, any hookup issues with the eye being facing that direction versus I, in line I, with the head? I do not. I do not. And this then, dude doesn't I even think, miss fish on frogs. You think he's worried about fucking hooking him up on a jig? <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy shoots beavers, Will. I barely miss a bite. He's never missed a hook set in his fucking life. Hey, so I'm trying to learn some new shit here, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've been for a long time, fellas, a long time. Like, you know, like everybody else started out with rubber worms and shit like that. And then, uh, you know, I've told the story before. I hooked up with an old boy, old local boy here. He's long gone now by the name of Jesse Dixon. And he turned me on to jigs. And I haven't looked back since. Like, to me, they're the most versatile lure in your tackle yeah. box. 100% you know? agree. Yes. I'll, I'll Flip it, that. swim it, jig it on the bottom. It doesn't matter. Year-round bait. It, it's 365. It doesn't matter. And really, there's not really a, a far departure, and I've said this before, I'm being redundant, but there's not a far departure on your presentation of a jig and a fucking rubber worm. There's just not. The only, the only difference I found, and this is just me, it's the quality of fish you text on that. That's just me. I remember yeah, hearing an interview you had, you were talking about fishing with somebody that was fishing with a rubber worm, and they were going to catch 20 fish, and you were going to catch two fish, but the two fish you Absolutely. caught would eat all 20 of the fish that they caught. percent. It's a yeah. it's a big bass look, bait. Jigs are, look, are straight up big bass worm. baits. It is. It is. It is. I'm not knocking a rubber worm. I fish a rubber worm. A ribbon tail. But if you want to go out and rubber catch worm. A real rubber worm. If you want to go out and catch 50 fish, by all means, fish a rubber worm. If you want to go out and catch 10 fish, 5 fish that are quality fish, just switch it up, man, and fish that fucking jig. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And it, yeah, it all depends on what you want to do. Yeah. If, if, you know, if you're in a tournament and you're trying to catch that limit, Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, Carlos. Oh, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. definitely. I, I was going to say I agree with you, Will. Uh, I mean, on Cody, on on being versatile, because a lot of times, like, like say I'm fishing along a dam with a bunch of bushes, I'll, I'll flip a lot of times into the furthest bush that I can. I'll pop it a couple times, and then I'll swim it out. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Past, let, let's say I'm in a group of four. I will swim it out past the three, and then I'll pitch it into the third one. Swim it out Absolutely. past two. 
flip it into the second one, swim it out, you know, swim it out past the first one, and just I don't know. I, that's just the way I like to do it. I like to start at the uh, furthest I mean, one I can flip to first, come past them just in case I can catch them on a moving bait, you know, and I'll swim that jig. And if I can't, then I'll continue to flip them into them until I pass all four. All with the same bait. You're working the same bait. Two yep. different, two well, different, two different presentations at the exact same cast. Well, it goes back to what I was saying about being versatile because. You know, you can fish that pattern just like you're saying, and then you get a pickup when you catch a quality fish doing that, and then you slow it the fuck down and dissect right. that, and you can do that exactly. with this exact same fucking lure you had on that you had your first fucking fish on. You're doing one rod. You're not having to pick up different yep. rods and fan cast yes. two different rods. Yep. 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 Nope. And, I, and, and nope. that's, that's, that's just what I do a lot of times when I'm flipping like bushes, you know, is I... I, I just try to flip it, like I said, to the furthest one. I try to work the furthest one away from me and swim it back. But I don't, I still flip those other guess. three, you know? So yep. if, if I'm fishing four bushes in a row, I start at this one. I flip into it, make a couple hops, nothing, and I swim it past. Then I yep. flip into that. So it, just in case there's a fish that doesn't want, to eat a moving bait. Yes, so you're I, looking I, for the, you're looking for the big dumb ones first. Yeah. Is what you're trying to pick out of there. Exactly. The big dumb ones that just instant want to hit it. Yes, I flip into the first one. I flip into the first one, and then yeah. I'll check those to see if there's an active one that will bite me swimming jig past them. But if Absolutely. there's a fish on them that will won't bite it moving, I still cover those when I flip into them. So I always start at the furthest one away, and I will still, no matter what, flip in to those those next ones behind it before I ever pass them. But so me, another good, you know, I'm power fisher. I, I love power fishing, so I always go furthest, work my way back, and then as I'm, you know, as my boat is still going, I'm I'm picking off each one before I before I get them. Yeah, with sure. with both so another, power and finesse. Another good another good bait to follow up with that though also is is just a weedless uh Cinco. You know, yeah, I use the general definitely. so weightless. If you if you use it weedless and weightless, it, so a Cinco itself, if you put it on the right hook and it's the right length, you know, like a little five like that, it, it kind of mimics uh like a jerk bait also. You can let it sink and it'll fall horizontal. Or if you twitch it a couple of times, it'll dart back and forth just like a jerk bait, right? And yep, you let yep. it sink down, so it slows down that presentation instead of just burning that jig right past it or something like that. That that's just for me a good one-two punch. Yes. Well, that that is my one-two punch. If I miss it on a jig, and when I say miss, like if I get you know if I get a tap or, or a pick up and it just doesn't want to commit, I, I'll pick it up the call with a, with a rubber worm. That's my one yep. punch right there, buddy. And it, and I mean, you did, I do that with a jig or like a frog, any, anything. You get that blow up. A lot of times a, a bass, like a pike will come back and hit the frog a second time, but a bass a lot of times won't come back and hit a frog a second time. But you can drop a you can drop a single on top of their head, and they'll grab that. Yep. yep. I'm going to tell you the lure that has changed my life. I'm going to tell you the lure that has changed my life here. 
this this summer is that motherfucking whopper blocker. <laughs> Look, I I, I danced at that thing when Wild Bill Fishing shout out Wild Bill. Uh, yeah, Bill Rogers, Wild Bill. One of the, He's one of the owners of Hookset. He sent me one, you know, early spring as a gift back in March, and I scoffed at it. I looked at it and was like, is this that as something that's seen on TV bullshit? And I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take right now. That thing is the next level in top water. It is no fucking joke. It almost totally negates a bug, a buzz bait. And I, I, I love a buzz bait. Yes. But I, I hate buzz baits. But I will I hate buzz bait. Cody. So last year, from about this time, you know, during your, like, you know, your fall transition or whatever, when they're pushing up, they're feeding up, I threw a Whopper Plopper 90, that black chrome color. Mm-hmm. for weeks weeks and weeks and weeks and i caught i caught a lot of fish on that thing i wish i had chrome, a but my dude. boat's at home chrome and bone color are the two best ones that yeah, it's eight dude like if i had it with me like i said my boat's at home but if i had it with me i could show you how chewed up this thing is that's i got a blue chrome spook it's the same thing that that blue chrome year, is the shit this year, mm-hmm. Cody, I, I, can't, I can't catch a fish on one. Can't do it. Really? I can't do really? it. Really? Nope. If you want, if you want a cheaper version, you can get the Chapo. Yeah, yeah. Well, my wife throws the Chapos all the time. They're good. I heard that Chapo is a stud. I mean, it's the it's the counterpart to that River to Sea uh, Whopper Plopper, man. This, and this, this year for me, uh, uh, top water has been walking baits and frogs. I cannot mm-hmm. catch a fish on a Whopper Plopper. Can't do it. Well, I'll take a spook every time over a plopper. And I do like a big tail spook. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. I, I, this time of year, I predominantly fish in light top water. I will fish a big black rubber worm or, or you know, a half ounce, three quarter ounce black and blue jig at nighttime. But I'm predominantly throwing top water at nighttime. And I, you know, last, this time last year, not last year, year before, I was all about buzz baits and the old, uh, 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 not the hula popper, jitterbug. I yeah, was, jitterbug's yeah, a good, jitterbug that made a comeback. Stuff. That's a good bait. Still in, but I'm going to tell you right now, that whopper popper has changed my fucking life as far as night fishing goes. There's nothing well, like Okay, so you're, you're bringing up night fishing. A lot of you guys that are still tuned in, Cody does most of his fishing at night. Summertime for sure, right? Bringing that up, that's something that I don't do. So when you go night fishing, first of all, what kind of water clarity are you working with? And then with that being said, when you're fishing at night, what are what kind of colors are are you're gonna are gonna be your go to when you're fishing practically zero light? Not nothing to make that bait. 95% 95% of the time, it's black or black or blue. Now, it all depends on how bright the moon is, whether I'll get some color into it or not. And, okay. you know, white or chrome or anything like that, something that can reflect what little bit of light you have, <laughs> you know, I'll switch it up. But, but, but the majority of the time, it's straight black, you know, or black or blue. Like I said, this little plopper right here, this little black plopper, Right there with the white in it. That's what I caught that 24-inch fish on at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, in saying that, I pick and choose my moon phases as well. You know, I don't know how okay. you guys go into that. 
I do. I do. But I, I, I do. you know, I just I don't pick. A, I, I just don't pick a random night. It's you know, it's planned out weeks in advance. You know, three days before the new, three days after. You okay. know what I mean? Or so, three days before, three days after. So speaking of the moon phase, I, I mean, I dabble a little bit in that. I have those, you know, uh, fishing almanacs and stuff, and I'll look into them a little bit, you know, just as you know, for education purposes, just trying sure, to educate sure, sure. myself and stuff. And, you know, different, you know, I just sometimes I get bored and I just look into different crap. But so there's been days where technically, let's just say the, the, the bass fishing was at 13%. And I've went out there and absolutely killed them. Oh, me too. I, teens. I crush them on the teens. Yeah, I've been I out think... there on days that it's supposed to be 98%. The best fishing days ever in the world. I can't get a bite. <laughs> so, so, I know I know from... Go ahead, go ahead, Cody. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so it, it's interesting because I'm still trying to learn the moon phase stuff. To me, I think it has to do more with tidal waters than it does anything else. That's just me. Um, and me and my another good friend of mine, Victor, man, we, we've talked about this a bunch, uh, you know. And But for me, I think barometric pressure has a bigger difference than uh, for sure. a bigger effect than the moon phases do. It's definitely a major player, absolutely. You, know, you, have, a, for you, have, a fall, you have a falling barometer, it's excellent. You have a rising barometer, it's excellent. You know, you get to that steady barometer. You know, that's when it starts to get questionable. But anything rising yeah. and falling. Yeah, up until the lightning strikes in the ass. That's usually what what happens at the end of those barometer falls. Yeah. Dude, I, rises. Dude, I, I fish an aluminum canoe and I stand right in it if there's lightning striking because I know, you know, that falling barometer. I know I got a chance. That doesn't surprise me at all. Not one bit. This is some Caddyshack shit here. You're shooting the best game of your life. And see, I think I think you're right. I think I think both of you are right because so my son's grandpa used to be, I guess, like a pro am angler. You know, he used to fish for a couple bait companies and stuff, and fish tournament, the you know tournaments and all this. And and sometimes, like like during the summer, I'll text him and be like, "Dude, what's wrong? What am I doing? You know what I mean?" Even though he used to fish twenty years ago, but but bass are bass. They Man, I used to fish have, twenty years ago. They still have the same tendencies. They still think the same way. Well, you know, and, product. And he will always tell me, like, as, as soon as I ask him, like, "What am I doing wrong? What's what's the problem? I'm I'm fishing offshore. I'm fishing this. I'm you know I'm fishing ledges. You know I'm graphing them, and." Every time he texts me back, he says, pressure's too high. I'll look at my yeah. phone and go on the, go on the, uh, you know, weather app or whatever, and I'll go down to the barometer and it'll be whatever, you know, and I'm like, yeah, anything above, me, anything above 30 inches of mercury is typically, you're going to have a tougher bite. Whenever yeah. it starts to fall below 30 inches of mercury is whenever the bite's going to start to, to really yeah. pick he up said, a little bit. He says that every single time is it's all about you know, you the get, barometer. You get out there, you have those super high ceiling days where there ain't a cloud in the sky. Mm. You know, it's just as it can get. You, the, the bite's going to suck. The bite's going to suck, man. But 
even with that, you get a little bit of low pressure. It rolls in just something that just to, just to make that barometer move. It, it picks up. Barometer plays a major, major role on your fight. That's like one of the only weather conditions that actually affects underwater. Yeah. Like you have like rain. I mean, sure, rain changes some shit, but that's usually an effect of the falling barometer. The barometer yeah. actually affects the pressure of the water. Yeah, rain, I mean, that, rain that, typically that, just... No, go ahead, Cody. Go ahead. No, that low pressure puts... People don't realize like, what they do. I don't know. That low pressure, it, it puts pressure on the surface of the water, which in turn translates, you know, in the pressure mm-hmm. underneath the water. And, that, you know, it drives the fish crazy. And, and look, it's not just fish either. You, you look at any fallen barometer situation, you're out in the country, there's going to be deer in the field. There's going to be birds in the sky. You see all that happening? Fish are fucking biting. Guaranteed, hands down, every time. I've never thought, I've ne- you know, I've never thought about that. So when me and my buddy were fishing off his bass boat before I got big into kayak fishing, we were fishing a lake called Lake Kim. And we would leave there at dark. I mean, we would load his boat in the pitch black dark. That's how long we would stay. And on the way home, we would see countless deer, countless. And every time we see deer like that, we hammered them. I'm talking yep. absolutely sit out there and slay for hours. Yep. When when so I'm when I'm on kid. my way when I'm on my way to go fish at night, I pay attention to the fields and I look for the amount of eyes in the field. I look to see what's out feeding in the fields. And if I see deer out eating, and if I see a good number of deer out eating, I know the bite's going to be fucking fire when I get on the water. It's just, so, it goes hand in hand with it. So your approach, your approach at night, Cody, when you pull up, or, I mean, are you starting with like a top water? Uh, with, with, are you, how, how do you approach it when you go fish at night? So, I, I depends. 99% of the time, I'm straight out the gate with something top water and something that's moving, displacing a lot of water. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, I use that big Savage Gear um, six-inch articulating rack. I love that thing. I've caught some hammers on it. Whopper Ploppers changed my life. I used to be a huge fan of buzz baits, but ever since that Whopper Ploppers came into play, like, I, I haven't thrown them much. Because buzz baits, you got work. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got that. You have to have fast reels, and you got to get that thing on top of water as soon as it hits you. You're defeating the purpose. Yeah, but you got to pull it you know, up. Ninety-nine yep. percent of the time, I'm you know I'm throwing something that's displacing water, and you know I get a blow up and I, I start hooking up, especially if I get to where you know there's some cover because even at nighttime, fish are going to stick to cover. Believe it or not, they're going to stick on cover. <laughs> then I'll start. I start throwing a big heavy jig with with some kind of trailer on it that's you know displacing water underneath the water, or a big ten inch all black big big paddle tail Berkeley worm. They're my three go to night fishing um, setups. And setups. So with I've that been said, extremely successful with them. With that said, Sam Sam asked earlier when we started the night fishing conversation, do you use lights when you're out there or do you I mean are you no. are you are you relying on like no, can see in the dark? No man, I have a headlight and I only use it when absolutely necessary. 
Okay, so you're, you're relying on natural light. Yep, natural light, uh, just following shadows and contours. You know what I in mean? In a canoe on the river. Yeah. yeah, and it's not foolproof. You know, I'll throw into a tree or throw into some shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Dude, most I of the time. The sun is still up and I'm throwing into a tree. Dude, like, the last time I fished after dirt, I lost a whole spool of line casting a frog 117 feet up into a tree. <laughs> so it barely gets a smidgen. I'm talking a, a cloud, just a cloud covering half the sun. I'll throw that fucker way past the bank. My fucking depth perception just is shot. I don't know why. I don't know why. Now, bro. I'll say this. Like, I won't fish a, a, a untried body of water at night time. I just won't do it because I don't, you know, I don't know it. You know what I mean? well, could you repeat that? Which body of water? Uh, something that I've never been on. Or, or oh, okay. All right. You know what I mean? I, I just won't do it because I don't know. It. You know what I mean? And then I'm a slave to my life, which fucks everything up, especially yeah. here yeah. in the country. This time of the year, you know, you turn your light on, you got to literally hold your breath or you're going to take in so many fucking insects, you're going to choke the fucking death. So, you know. <laughs> You know, I don't want to be a slave to my life. So, you know, when I fish at nighttime, it's a familiar body that I do fish and that, you know, that I know and that I know where I can and can't cast and what's above me and below me and beside me and shit like that. And, so, and I don't think I know any bodies of water that well that I can fish in the fucking pitch dark that's what and you just know where I can cast. What's that? For that. <laughs> graphs. I don't know if the graphs are going to show me where all the shit or where I can cast. Or we're going to drive my boat. You need to start marking waypoints. Don't catch yeah. I got waypoints. I got fucking more waypoints than I know what to do with. Yeah, all of mine are useless, you would, too. You would be, you'd be so, amazed. And, and I'm sure you guys know this, but you would be amazed how well you can see it. Like, if you allow your <coughs> eyes to adjust. To adjust, yeah. Sure. Even at nighttime, I smoke cigarettes, but very rarely... You will catch me with a cigarette in my mouth fishing at nighttime because even the little glow off the tip of that cigarette will fuck your night vision up. And this is the level of detail that we need to achieve. The cigarette glow sure. is fucking up your night perception. I got Carlos like texting that. me all hours of the night. I got to check my phone and then my whole vision's all blown out. <laughs> you know, when you're doing anything, like, you never look at it straight on anyway because whatever light there is, it's not. You know, you're not gathering that straight on. It's gathering at the corner of your at the corner of your eye. So when you're doing something at night, especially night fishing, and you're gonna cast somewhere, you're not looking straight at it. You wanna turn your head, you wanna you wanna look at it out of the corner of your eye because you pick up more natural light and you're able to pick up more shadows and contour out of the corner of your eye than you are looking straight on at it. Okay, so so in in all three of our cases, Cody if we were to fish at night, I know you're in a canoe, but in all three of our cases, if, if we go out at night, we have to run lights. Like, it's law. So we're going to run nav lights. We're going to have to run navigation and 360 in the back. Well, I mean, green and red. Do you think that Not so be much. Not so much. And as long as it's not right within your line of sight, you know what I mean? And plus, green and red, it's it, 
it does fuck with you a little bit, but it's just not enough on the spectrum to really light. So if you keep the nav light at the back and you don't look at it, you're fishing in front of the boat. You just deal with the green and the red. Yeah, the green, the the green and red is not going to affect you as much. It, you know, gnarly fishing just said, asked me. You know, he's like, "Will do you remember night fire exercises?" And you know, just just keeping you know that adjustment in your eyes, having that green and red. A lot of people think you know that red flashlight that they always see in the war movies and stuff like that was so that way, you know, it's it's not seen as well at nighttime. But that's not the case. It's so that way it helps your eyes adjust. That it's not something so bright. <laughs> That you're that you're dilating your pupils, um, okay. I got you know, okay. yeah. to shrink yeah. them down yeah. because when you allow your eyes to adjust, you're allowing your pupil to dilate and and to get a lot bigger to allow more light in. You know, that's that's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Sure. It's just like ocean so, fish. You ever notice ocean fish have the biggest the biggest damn eyes ever? Like almost all oh, ocean is. fish have huge eyes. And oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's well, what it's for is to allow light come into yeah because they're so deep that the, yeah. the time of day doesn't even really matter yeah. Yeah. deep deep where light doesn't even penetrate i think light stops really penetrating it i think it's no. like 70 oh, feet. okay hold on hold on uh cody so so sam sam says we only need green and red underway i don't know if you're fishing off a motorized kayak but no i need them all the time i need the, i need both and i need the 360. Yeah, you definitely have to have the white 360 in the back when you're underway. You, you I, I need to have lights too. That's just the laws. That's boarding that, laws well, here, here in Wisconsin. Texas, anyway, here in Texas, you yeah. have to have that. You have to have all three running. When, when unless he's in the, he's in Michigan. Unless, unless he's in the Coast Guard. If he's in the Coast Guard, they're going to have different rules than us on a kayak or us on a boat. Because well, most people don't no, say under. No. Okay, because most people don't say underway unless they're like a military, like Coast Guard. We'll have to ask Alex if he knows him. He's in the oh, Coast Guard. So he's pedaled. Okay, so you're pedaled. So you don't even need lights. Yeah, you don't even need lights. Well, no, I think some. You just need a 360. Yeah, in, in Texas you have to have a. Okay, he said he's pedaled. White, white light burning in the back. But yeah. if you're motorized, that's when you have to have the green and red. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all you should need, Sam. Is uh is white three sixty in the back, fellas. I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest with you. Like I, I fish predominantly. I fish two bodies of water. The, the first and foremost body of water I fish is a private spot in the very headwaters of the river I live on. Oh, and hey, then when that I'm not, a hot, that's a hot topic. You fishing private water, and when I'm not fishing that, I, I'm fishing the actual river. But I'm fishing the headwaters of it, and there's no boat traffic on that motherfucker at, at you know one, two o'clock midnight. There's just nothing out sure, there. Sure, sure. I, you know, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a rule breaker from way back, and I just you're just rolling through there like Burt Reynolds, leather vest, no lights, you know, canoe. And if I get rolled up on, uh, where's the lights out? Yeah, uh, you know, I'll just tell them some kind of bullshit or whatever, but. You know, very rarely have I been in the situation. Now, if I'm out on the bay rock fishing and shit like that, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, we're running bad lights for sure. Okay. But the skinny walk that I do, I ain't got shit. Shit. I got my headlight, and that's it. I don't even use so, it. So, gnarly, you said that uh, when you did kayak tournaments motorized, you only needed 360. Rules have changed because. 
some states are different. They are different where you have to have uh, red and green navigation lights. Uh, so I, I think if you're you, sixty minutes, <laughs> you're going to have to have those red and green lights because I think it's a it's uh, it's a Coast Guard regulation for any motorized vehicle yeah. or any motorized boats to have so, red and green lights. Yeah, well, yeah, especially Ryan. I'm I'm in Texas with you. You have to have red and green. Well, I mean, trust me, game warden's gonna gonna let you know that. Yeah. Especially and if it's because Ryan's fishing off the AP120, you have to and have then, red and green. That's why I just put the Yak Power system in. And I mean, it allows on the water. It allows people to see you, but also if you're running, it allows kind of allows them to get a tempo of the distance and the pace you're moving at as well. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, it, it, it the red and green is the right away. You know, I, I don't. I don't 100% agree with it because I don't think a kayak can move fast enough to get out of the way of a boat if it's coming anyway. Very true. Very true. But it does help. As a boater, I know what direction you're going. I know where you're at. Yeah. Like I can be more courteous to a boat that I know where it is and what direction it's going. That is true. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing with the nav lights is to to see the direction of your and, you know, if you have Coast Guard questions, I'd probably direct them more towards Swamp Rat for sure. fishing because he is a Coast Guard guy, and they typically build all those regulations for boating and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they know each other. Along. You can ask any yeah. of them. But, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, as, don't. As far as I'm better concerned. better listen now before Mike Iconelli breaks that goal because he's going to bust that. <laughs> <laughs> he's with that spin kick, that deadly spin kick. <laughs> He's going to spin kicking with that size four veins and bust that motherfucker's ass. <laughs> as far as I know, Ryan, you do have to have navigation lights in Texas. He's gay. <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's the same reason that we have to have our kayaks registered. You know? I mean, it, yeah. in Texas, no matter, it doesn't matter if it's a five horsepower troll or, uh, or a five pound thrust trolling motor. You have to register it as soon as it gets a motor, Maryland, which is stupid. You're not under power. As long as you're not under power in Maryland, you don't have to register. No, well, same way but in Texas. Paddle, yeah. Paddle. Then you have yeah. Same way. Yeah. It sounds like it's kind of universal for every state. I mean, it is. Almost. It is. It is. I mean, it has Coast Guard to. might be across the board. I think it is. I think the, So I think the Coast Guard regulates everything. I mean, if you look at all your PFDs, those are all regulated by the Coast yeah, Guard. Correct. Everything. Correct. Anything that yeah, I, I think, think they, I think they set the standard. Yeah, I believe yeah. they do too. Which, like again, that would probably be a good a good question, like Will said for Alex. If you're coming to this show to get your boating regulations, you yeah. got your fucking priorities mixed up. To be honest, read that like ten page I mean, PDF. I, I mean, shit, I can I can fake it till I make it if you want me to. I can tell you whatever you want to hear to make you. That's feel a good. border safety like twenty four years ago, twenty five years ago. So I mean, I'm pretty fresh on this shit. I'm. Uh... <laughs> Actually, here I, I never had to take it because I came right in under the uh, the uh, age limitation. If you were born, you know, uh, on or before yeah, nineteen seventy, Sean the Fisherman will tell you the deal on PDFs. Yeah, Sean. Sean's got you. I right, take it easy, Harley. 
He's by the Manual Daniel. We'll show him the fisherman. Right. Here you go. I'll show you another jig company that I use. And these All right, good. Let's get back to fishing. Fuck these yeah. boating regulations. This is some bullshit. <laughs> these boys Cody doesn't even follow the fuckers. Yeah, we can run it for, I mean, another however long you want to. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I we'll get to the post. Until the numbers say zero, Carlos. Until everyone gets tired of watching our ass. Carlos has two beers left. Well, actually, pour them together, maybe one. I have one beer left. I have one. So so we're... We're We're ready to drive home. I'm in my driveway, so I'm not drinking and driving. I'm in my driveway. I'm not. I'm ready. We do not condone road sodas over here on the amateur angling hour. This is not an hour. We threw an hour out a long time ago. I told Carlos there was a 0% chance this fucker would go an hour. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Brandon would have already been over there, had his pillow, his wife. His phone would have died two hours ago. Yeah. 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 He said, guys on the amateur angling said it was cool, so we're good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Use that. We don't care. Use it. Drop us, man. Hey, my beer does not say light. This is a Vienna lager, by the way. If you're ever here in Virginia, man, they're very hard to find. You're not going to find them in most states. But you're here in Virginia, Vienna lager, our uh, Devil's edition. Backbone premiere. Cody's just drinking six cups beer. of sugar and like nine different <laughs> kinds of tea. Yeah. I don't, I don't drink, man. I mean, I do on the occasion, but last time I did, I, I shoved my finger in this dude's eye socket. And the top part of my finger is going to be back. And the was it like that? Was it like that? Did you hit him in the eye like that? A little bit yeah, like, like that, right? Two fingers. Like that. Double time. I, oh I buried that. I buried my finger in his eyeball. Like when I did it, I forgot uh, to reinforce it with my thumb, so I picked it. It peeled it back, and the bone slid out of that fucking crease right there. But that's so fucked up. Pro tip. Eye jabs need to be reinforced with the thumb. With the thumb. It fucks up my shit. This is my trigger finger, and it makes it hard to shoot. So it's fucked my shit up. Hard to shoot them beavers with that 35 with your trigger finger all fucked up. Wild Bill says, by eye socket, you mean your own ass. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you'll back to the bone. Hopefully, the kids are fed. Y'all don't watch this show with your kids, please. <laughs> I don't think people are even here for fishing anymore. They're just—it's just comedy hour. Yeah, dude. They don't come here for fishing. Oh, spoiler alert. God, dude. <laughs> hey, it's still a like, trigger when I go to shoot my gun, man. It's fucking shooting up and everything. <laughs> we we've had great we've had great fishing um uh topics this episode will you should have did you did you listen to any of the show with alex oh yeah i watched the whole it, thing man i'm away well i just yeah. posted the first half we lost the first half and i found uh, it. i reposted uh, i need it. that it was pretty much pretty much all about how he hates Mike Iaconelli because he, he's, he's failing 
He's failing to mention that he jumped. Yeah, Steve, I'm beginning to notice that shit. Yeah, he jumped the fence at a HOA, a, a gated community, and then he got kicked out, and he's pissed off about it. What did you think was going to oh, yeah. happen? Yeah. <laughs> now, oh, don't get mad from trespassing on private property. Yeah. Where fucking rich people live. And I'm yeah. dragging my kayak up on your shit. Don't get mad at that. Matter of yeah, fact, them fighting. And he's pissed Come off. On, Alex. Like, Alex is mad about it. I'm like, dude. Somebody brings that shit around Cody's Cody's crib there. They're going to find a wrong end of a 35 or a fucking spear. That's <laughs> all my shit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Alex better invited. be lucky. She's lucky that Ike was nice enough to just have him thrown out and not spear him through the fucking back. Lucky he didn't get spin kicked with side four van. That's what he's lucky. <laughs> Roundhouse's ass. Yeah, some fucking real roadhouse shit. Wild Bill said Alex is an idiot. He just watched him smash and bruise, and he's a cyber bull. So, what do you got for us, Cody? We got, we got. I've got yeah, I don't know. I was talking about my broken finger and why I don't drink. That's why I don't drink. I love whiskey. I drink the fuck out of it. But that, even even on the first little whiff of it, I'm ready to fight a circuit or so. So I try to avoid. I'm the same way. I don't I don't drink liquor because I don't know. Liquor makes I don't know. You know, some people can drink liquor. Some people can't. I cannot. So I'm with you on I mean, that one, Cody. I mean, it's not like I'm some kind of psychopath or anything. I, it just makes me squirrely. And like I said, I'm 48 years old. I can't be doing that shit anymore. I'm going to get my ass handed to you at some point. <laughs> I'm going to need you to send me, like, a picture of your driver's license or something. Well, I mean, I don't even know if you have that. I don't, I don't even have a driver's license. My shit's been suspended for years. For years. Are you kidding me? Back then, he was all faded. It was all tight fade. He had that chin strap. For years, my shit's been suspended. I told Billy that the first question they asked me on the on the fishing for answers was, "How many states are you not allowed in?" I'm I'm trespassing from two states. Virginia is one of them. Will I ain't allowed? <laughs> what the fuck do you have to do to get banned from Virginia? Well, well, it's Virginia. So, but, so but we'll, we'll, we'll get political uh, here. A canine cop, whatever they are, a, 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 a dog cop, he hit one of my Chesapeake's with his little baton. And the dog was inside my truck. He just had his head sticking out. I had a soft top of his head sticking out. Flat, flat. He was barking at people. And I was Whoa. in... Uh, Audio Over there at Tyson's Corner, in real rich part of town, in, in this real nice development. And there's all these soccer moms jogging by and shit. And I got two massive chessies in this big Jeep-like thing. And, you know, I don't know if you know anything about Chesapeake Bay Retrievers, but if whatever they are occupying, it's theirs. You can't get anywhere near it. And, you know, all these people are running past jogging and shit. And my dogs are poking their heads out and they're... <laughs> Well, people got scared, called canine cops. So I'm at my buddy's house. People, I look out people the got window. scared. 
And I see all these canine cops around my truck, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I know my dogs didn't get out because they just wouldn't leave it. Even if they did get out, they wouldn't. they just sit in front of it. So I go out there, and my one dog, he's, he's got his head out, and he's just drooling, ready to fuck kill somebody. And he's just got blood. He's leaking. And I was like, man, you know. So the guy, the guy was like, this your truck? You know, typical Virginia, not busting on your accents. This year, your truck? This year, your dog? Yeah. I said, what happened? He said, he, your dog tried to fight me, so I smacked him with my, he had one of those, like, cop batons. Well, he cracked my dog on the head with his baton. Cracked him, like, cracked him open. So I cracked him back, and and uh, I didn't knock him out or nothing, but I let him know what it was. You know, he got on his shit and was like, whatever, called his code in, 411, 1022, whatever it was. The next thing I know, I got fucked six Those are the actual calls. Barney Fife told me to get out of the state of Virginia and never come back again unless I wanted to get locked up. So I was like, hey, fuck you, I'm out. See you later. Okay, so with that being said, that statement right there brings me to the next question. Is that why you're named Lockwood Fishing? Uh, Lockwood is my... <laughs> it's good. That could be good. Lockwood's my grandfather's name, last name. Okay, okay. And, um, it Got means you. man of the lake and woods is what it means, the old Welsh. The old Welsh okay. spelling. Of, hold on, my earbuds went dead. I wouldn't. No, it's better. Hey, now. hold on, Cody, don't <laughs> change a thing. Your audio is fantastic. Oh. Cody, yeah. your, your audio yeah. is the best it's been. Yes! Can you hear? <laughs> Can you hear me? You're, you're you sound you sound better than you have for the last two hours. Yeah, these I fucking think, things suck. I'm ready to throw them in the garbage. You should shoot them with the 35. Yeah, yeah. shoot them out of it. Pull them down the barrel and shoot them. Straight <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't use those because we we can hear you extra loud and clear now. You're you have like the best perfect. audio of all of us now. Nice, yeah. nice, good. You ever see good? So it only took us 150 minutes. I'm from Virginia and I'm trespassing the state of Utah as well. So I'm not yeah, happy. That's, that's a long drive anyway. You yes. ever see Cody get in a fight with a bear? You better jump in and help the bear is what I'm saying. That's yeah, you better. I try. Yeah, don't shoot don't shoot the bear, shoot Cody. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> He's gonna Let be fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who somebody oh, said we no. need a we need a biography of Cody called it Sweet Tea Guns, Beavers and Fishing, the story of Lockwood <laughs> Fishing. Here, I'll give you another little funny tidbit of that story. One of the funniest part about it was the guy that was with me was freaking the fuck out. Um Did he, I don't know did he, he eat way too many mushrooms? mushrooms? I don't know if he was having a bad trip or just that everything that was going on was making him freak Maybe the out. poison coursing through his veins. So we're in the lobby and I'm in the wheelchair because they brought a wheel because I couldn't walk. My foot was it was straight club foot. It was swelled up so bad. The of course he was in the lobby wheelchair. checked in and, and the lady, you know, she's typing everything in. And she's like, and what, what were you, and I told her too, I was like, look, ma'am, I'm in the throes of a, a straight up really hardcore mushroom trip right now. So, you <laughs> Best know, to disclose that up front. I, you got to, because there's no hiding it, you know what I mean? So she was like, yeah, okay. I had a mushroom trip. She was like, okay, what you guys like doing? Like when, I, when I go frogging, I would save my old dog food sacks, and that's what I would put the frogs in. I don't know if y'all know, but a fucking bullfrog. Yeah, that's what I do too. It's hard to kill. A bullfrog is hard to kill because their vitals are tiny and they're tucked up underneath, you know, they're tucked way up underneath and highly protected. Like a kayak transducer. 
Dude, you can, I mean, you can dismember them, whatever, and they still won't die. So, you know, we got two bags full of some dead, but mostly alive, maimed, mutilated bullfrogs. Because you use a, a three-prong, like a, 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 a trident, gigging spear, and yeah. that's how you get them. Like Poseidon, like a redneck Poseidon. As you're pulling it out, a big old water snake would come and, you know, try to take it off. So that would cause damage. But just the spear itself would cause some serious damage, but you know, we got two bags full of main mutilated bullfrogs and, and chips sitting there. He's pacing back and forth. He's fucking <sighs> so the lady's like, what were you guys doing? I, I told her I said, here. Frog. And before I could tell her what we were doing, Chip, he goes, I'll tell you what we were doing and he runs out. He runs out the fucking the doors open up and he runs out to the car and he comes back in with both bags full of bullfrogs and he dumps them right in the middle of the lobby floor. We were murdering frogs. And these fucking main mutilated bullfrogs just started going everywhere. So there was two nurses there still waiting to take me back. Well, he dumped them frogs out and they're trying to get over there. They go, uh-uh, no way. And they were fucking gone. They were out. So, so not only that, we... Somebody was taking cook trying to call people down to clean the frogs up. People would come down and say, we're not cleaning those fucking frogs Is there a code up. for that? Do they have a hospital down. code for cleaning up bullfrogs? What's that? Do they have a hospital code for that? They get on the horn, yeah, like, right. we got a code green. We got a code green. <laughs> we got a code ribbit in the lobby. Please come. Oh, oh my God. Interesting. Oh, my God. Wow. You can you can, you can definitely says, call that interesting. Look, oh man, I'm wide God, open, dude. so I, I don't, you know, I've, I've done some fucked up shit. I was, I, I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm a recovering drug addict, cokehead, crackhead. Like I used to snort, I snorted more cocaine than fucking Richard Pryor did, and you know, smoked crack all through my teens and twenties, and I was functioning. I had a highly successful business and all that. I wasn't, you know, your street corner crackhead. So I, yeah. I'm wide open. I don't care. Like I, I bear well, it all. You know, you either take it or leave it. It doesn't matter to me either way. Well, I've overcame and and, well, and good to you. I mean, good for you, man. Good for you, bro. So you know, you. I I may be offensive to some people talking about my yeah. past and, nah, and my drugs well, and mean, shit yeah, like that. But in, in yeah, but it's your life, man. Success story. Yeah, it's it, what it you is. know, it's a success it's, story. It's, what it's, me. it's the, your the, life, man. It's your story, are, man. Everyone has their own story. Exactly. Everyone has their when own people story. People are ashamed of their past and shit like that. I'm not. I could give a fiddle as fuck. I let it all hang out. That's the right, man. Word, the key word you said was you used to be. Right. So that's a, that's a success story right at the moment that you said right. it. Right. So who, who can't respect that? If you don't respect used to be, then. That's right. Absolutely. Someone, you know, someone who's probably going through the same situation might see this. You I mean, know, I'm a uh, example. And they'll, and they'll see that, man. And 
it may change their complete life, man. You I'm, may change I'm someone's complete life. Example, if there's anybody out there, and I'm, I'm not trying to get on the serious tip, but if there's anybody out there that struggles with addiction on any level, it's beatable. And, and you know, whether whatever path you have to go down to, to beat it, whether it be, you know, NAAA or, 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 or treatment or, or whatever, but it's absolutely 100% beatable and you can turn it around. It's never too late to turn it around. That's my PSA right. and I'm done talking about that shit. <laughs> but yeah i said all that to, and i'm being redundant but I, I mean i'm wide open about you know who i am and what are that what i am and where i've been and what i've done and 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 you know it, it like i said it may be offensive to some or off-putting but it, it's just it is what it is if this is off-putting to you you have a problem with you <laughs> <laughs> that's right there's no, there's no uh, censorship here or anything like that, man. Just straight up, wide open. That's how the show is. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, everyone has their own style. Everyone does their own thing, man. So we got to learn from everybody, and that's that's what you got to be open about. Is that's just right. Openness and yeah, learn about right. from everyone. <laughs> you know. That's right. You, that's, right. that's one thing that I've learned in life is it doesn't matter where you are in life. Uh, whether you're taking information from someone above you or below you, you, you have to take it in and you got to learn it. And uh, Process whether it's, <laughs> you know, there might be the someone who's been fishing. Just... For... Yeah, there might What's be that? someone who's been fishing for two days uh, versus someone who's been fishing for 10 years. You know what I mean? But who knows that guy that's been fishing for two days, maybe he's seen a video or some information or something like that, that, you know, no one else has ever seen and are you've never seen. So That's you have right. to get that hey, type of information, man. I learned when I I learn something new every time I fucking go out fishing. I never if I don't That's learn Carlos something, bag right there. Once one thing every time, even when you get I fucking skunk. Every time I fished and I've done something fucking wrong. <laughs> yep. For sure. For sure. I, I learned I learned a lot of things, especially during the summer, every time I go out. One, I'm not that good. <laughs> we all learned that. At least us two. You know. Uh, yeah, Will, I don't know. Will's catching up. Hey, hey, fuck you, Scuba. It's not awkward silence, all right? We were trying to be respectful of each other, okay? Yeah. Yeah, we were having a heart-to-heart -heart fucking giant. That's right. We looked each other in the eyes in that moment, okay? We looked each other in the eyes. We, 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 this is a safe space. Stay out of our safe space. Yeah, this is a very scuba. safe space. Scuba, it's not for I children. Okay, so since Scuba brings this shit up, I had to I had to leave the camera for a split second because I had to kind of you know clean up a little bit. I had, I had some shit <laughs> that, that, that I don't want. I don't want to be seen on camera, man. You yeah, dab them. Yeah, he had to powder his nose, okay? He had to powder that nose. No, that's that's lineman. I don't make enough money for that shit, Will. Well, that was my problem. I made a shit ton of money. So I I didn't I lived I lived like a rock star when I had my plumbing business. So I had an ounce a day I had a fucking ounce a week fucking habit. <laughs>
This is going to be gold. You know, that's going to be, that's going to be my favorite saying from now on there. While Bill, I'm going to say, fuck you, scuba. Or fuck scuba. <laughs> fuck you, scuba. That's hey, Lockwood plumbing. That's, that's who I want. I'm going to show up in the morning, and when we have our meeting, as soon as the fucking GF gets done giving his little speech about what we're going to do, I'm going to say, fuck you, Scuba. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to look at me like, God, I'm about to send this fuckhead to the church to get a drug test. <laughs> <laughs> It's no, it's no hard oh, feeling, Scuba. We're just fucking with you, man. Just yeah, fucking with you, sure. dude. He knows. Hey, he knows. On, I think they, I think Scuba, Lockwood, and Wild Bill, they do a show called Bates and uh, Bourbon. Bates and Bourbon. Hell yeah, that shit was fucking banging last week. What day is it? Uh, Friday, Friday, Friday night. Friday, Friday nights. Friday nights, <laughs> nine o'clock. Tune in okay. Shit, Will. Those, those three guys right there are money, man. O, uh, OG uh, Scuba, he want he asked me to come on last week, but I was with my family. It was, you know, I was getting ready to head out of town. They got and, Brandon uh, anyway. It was a lot better anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He yeah, flies helicopters. A more, they had a, a superstar with on fucking red carpet. Guy. My my uh, my phone died. I, my my, my wife phone died right at the end I, of it, but. I tell you what, man, I've reached out to some, and not clout chasing because I ain't a dick rider, but I've reached out to some pretty heavy hitters and have gotten some responses to guys that, that said they'd love to join in on the conversation. It should be pretty interesting to come this fall. I'm not going to name no names because I don't know. Oh, hell yeah, we'll be, we'll be watching for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, some, some you know, so, some, some legitimate I- motherfuckers. Everyone that's watching now, I yeah. mean, do you guys like it better on IG or would you guys like it on YouTube or, you know, something like that? Obviously, Carlos heard, is going to so, put this in podcasts. Podcast, yeah. So I threw a poll up, Will, and it was like 60-40. A lot of people wanted to see it go to podcast slash YouTube live. But then there was also a lot of our regulars. Like, we've got James, Carl. So, James is uh, Creaking Trails. Carl's, You're right, Scuba uh, Spot. Carl's <laughs> Bass in Texas. We've got, we've got several guys. The thing about I, Instagram, it's just way more accessible, I think. Ex- exactly. I mean? Exactly. That's what we're going to so, just do both. So, what me and Josh, Josh and I, you know, because, I mean, Brandon, Brandon is our, he's our man. But. Me and Josh, you know, Josh and I fucking, we handle the IT part of this. Uh, yeah, but, technology's wasted on So this. we've been, we've been trying to find a way find to, take, to believe. These, take these, take these lives, get them, extract the audio, and push them to podcast. Today, I made a breakthrough on that. We were able to extract the first half of Alex's video push it to podcast. We're going to play around with that a little bit. So we are eventually. Give oh, us so you bit. can translate, you can transmit from this yes. platform to, to a, a, a podcast platform. So yeah. this shit show should be on Spotify at some point. 
Yes. It may be it may be three years, but we're working on it. It won't be three years. I'm going I'm to take the reins on this one. <laughs> so I'm in South Texas, and my, my service right now, sometimes I have 5G, sometimes I don't. I don't know what's going on. But when I get home, my hitch ends tomorrow. When I get home, this video will end up on my phone one way or another. Huh. I don't yeah. care how I got to do it. It's going to get done, and then it will be on podcast form. So we're gonna we're we're gonna try to accommodate the the people that want it on podcast form and the people that want it on IG form. Yeah, because exactly. we don't want to abandon this IG form. Yeah. This IG form is real good. No, I mean, we got all of our regulars. Man. It's super accessible. Hey, real quick, I want you all to see my my setup. How I have my phone mounted, just so you can see how hillbilly I am. All right, here you go, Billy. <laughs> what in the fuck? What in the fuck are we looking at, old pigs? So that's those pigs hanging from it. With an eye bolt ran into it, and then a big <laughs> old tie with a car phone holder. There we go. <laughs> that's that's those wire twists. <laughs> that's right. Don't underestimate the power of the twisted tie, baby. This, this dude's running like three three lives a week. He's running his Friday night show. He's guest starring on everything. He's guesting on podcasts, and he's running around this fucking folded up pool noodle. Was that hey, a and beaver I trap with a phone mount? Well, hold on. Give us another look. Give us another look. What the? What is going on right now? All right, so this is a, a big beaver piece. trap. No, that's a bear trap. It's a big piece of Brazilian cork, and then there's an eye bolt ran down in it, and then a That's big the most important. tie spined up. And then that's the phone holder it's rolled. That's that rolled cork. That's right. That's right. The Brazilian cork is the most important part of that setup. That's right. You can't get me in that shitty that's Chilean cork. That shit sucks. <laughs> That Chinese shit. <laughs> Look, that's why I do like that, like a bobblehead. <laughs> that's fine. Whatever you did to your audio like a half hour ago, that's what we needed. Oh, we we needed that. Those, those fucking dumbass earbuds out. That's what it was. We had interference. So, so a lot of times, uh, we got several times during this show that those, we got like a loud, like, I don't know. You took those earbuds out, and we are money. Money. Yeah, it was hard to hear you guys in it, but, like, I was trying to drown out some vacuum noise, like my air conditioning, yeah. my dog Give, barking. Well, we don't, like we don't hear any of that. We hear none of that. Give those to the beavers. Yeah. <laughs> when we have you back for part two, throw those fuckers right out the window. <laughs> hey, I want to shout out one more company I got real fast. Kev yeah, go ahead, Bob. These guys got some they got some sick gear, man. Check their shit out, man. Their clothes and hats are fucking awesome, dude. Okay, so so speaking of that, we've got eleven people left. <clears throat> How do we have eleven people still watching? Is what I <laughs> yeah, want to know. We've been going for three fucking hours. hours. Let let me just show I'm gonna shout you guys out real quick. James, Creek and Trails, appreciate you, buddy. Sam. Obviously, you're married to the co-host. Ramon, appreciate you, buddy. OG, JB on the water. Josh, we appreciate you. Uh, Jesse with the real 
real JC. Appreciate you, dude. Becca, thank you, ma'am. Melissa, we appreciate you. And Billy with uh, uh, T78. Appreciate y'all sticking with us. Uh, To kind of get this maybe wrapped down, uh, let's, I don't know, let's go over maybe some of the brands that all four of us trust in. Absolutely. You know, that we trust in. And, and and show people how dynamic fishing really is. But we accomplish, at the end of the day, we accomplish this same thing. Fantastic. You know, so so we'll just we'll just go down the line. We'll go me, Josh, Cody, Will. Uh for me, I'm a big blues guy, love blues reels. I fish thirteen rods, seagar fishing line in Vizex and Brazex. It's the only thing I'll do. Uh, Power Pro Braid, or I, I recently switched this year to Seaguar Smackdown. To be honest with you, mm, those trebles spray it real bad. Kind of not. Mm, I, I don't know if I'll run it again. Power I'm, gi- I'm giving it time. I'm giving it time, but I don't know on the Smackdown. Um, bait, baits wise, I run. Six cents, you know. I run a, a lot of different baits. I don't know if we'll go that far into it. I feel like we should just go main. What yeah, you we're all over the board of baits, you know, because baits, baits are baits. I mean, plastics are plastics, in my opinion. At, at, at a certain point, they all have a similar version of one another. Absolutely, and they all work. They you all know, work. Uh, yeah. They all work. They all yeah, catch if they didn't, fish, if they didn't they catch fish, sell. yeah, if they didn't you catch know, fish, they wouldn't sell. My three rod. Okay, so I, I done reels, I done rods, and then I done <clears> line. So I'm gonna do three of my favorite. I guess three of my favorite rods is gonna be a seven one medium heavy fast. I also have a seven two moderate. Fast. I use that for treble topwater baits. I have a 7.4 heavy fast. I use that for frogs. Anything I'm fishing. What's up, unicorn? Something heavy. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and then I have a cranking stick from from 13. So that's that's pretty much who that's who I rely on. So Josh. I'll let you take that one. I mean, it's pretty pretty well advertised. I'm a huge St. Croix honk. It's right in my backyard. I stop at the factory store. I drop off broken rods. I pick up I pick up new rods. I take them up to Minnesota. I break those rods. I drop them back off again with the same with the same guy. I get new rods. So I, I fish almost exclusively Croix. I'm starting to branch out. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking at some other Especially with this with this finesse stuff, I'm gonna look at finding some alternatives. Um, right. But for for the most part, for for what I fish with most of the time, it's I, I got a medium heavy Avidex. It's a seven four. Uh, I, I got my Corrado DC on there that I I can throw pretty much everything on that. I pitch jigs with it sometimes. Sometimes if the cover's light, I'll I'll throw off the frogs on it. 
I'll pitch a spook on that up by the docks. Like that, Shimano's usually my go-to. I I love the Corrados. Um, I bought my wife and kids. I both bought the SLX DCs. They both toss them. They both love them. I've used my Shimano spinning reels for years. I mean, I I use them for walleye fishing. I use them. I mean, I've used them forever. Um, also started branching out into some of the Daiwa spinning stuff. It's been it's been pretty good. I haven't had too many issues with it. I actually just bought a Tatula Pro that uh, has performed pretty well. I, I definitely consider buying some more of that. I want to try some of the loose stuff. I'm not really super dedicated to any of the real manufacturers. I mean, I, I, I do prefer Shimano, but the the Croys, they're made in Wisconsin. I can stop at the factory. That's that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> um for line i've thrown power pro for over a decade the shit has never ever disappointed me i throw it almost all the time i finish i fish in mostly stained water so i can throw braid almost all the time and then when i fish floral i i do throw the cigar and visex uh carlos turned me on to that i've been i've been tossing that quite a bit this year and had a lot of success with it um i haven't tried any of that expensive shit you know, I'm I'm sticking with that. I did try that FC sniper. I got some rat's nests, and it, it just didn't seem like it it handled as well as the Vizex. It's a lot cheaper as well. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. ten bucks a spool on that, and it's somebody that overruns once in a while. That's what I'm using. <laughs> so so real quick before oh, hold on, are you finished, Josh? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay, for so- for rods and reels, that's that's pretty much what I use. So, so before we continue to Cody real quick, before we end this, when when he said, you know, FC Sniper over Seaguard, I have not personally used Sniper, but based off of these two guys, you know, I will say with Seaguard and Vizex, I've never once set the hook and broke off. Never. Never. And, it's, and, it, and anyone that watches my videos knows, like, if, if I'm fishing cover, I <laughs> I give it to them. Like, I give it everything <laughs> I, I got. I've actually broke a heavy rod giving it to giving it to a fish. So, uh, I stand by, by Seaguar, for sure. For sure. I, I stand by Seaguar. So, it's the same shit with that Power Pro, man. I busted yeah, Sam's yeah, brand you, new rod. You, you, you know when I told you... When I switched to power, when I switched to Seaguar Smackdown this year, I said, you know, I, I trust them with 98% of my fish. You know, every cast I'm throwing Seaguar. So when, I, when I'm when i throwing Braid, why not try a Smackdown? Sure. Why am, I throwing, why am I throwing Power Pro? You know, so I tried Smackdown. And the one thing that I didn't, I did notice, especially throwing a frog, when you're coming over like the top of the lilies or something, if that frog gets flipped and you like, you, you know, when you, you make your next rod twitch and you flip that, that frog back over, if it hits the line, it seems to, to separate or fray that smackdown. And I never once noticed that with Power Pro. No, which I was, I, and I was using that Power Pro V2, that slick V2, I think. Is the name of it? Yeah, I've never used that shit. I just used the original. Okay, yeah. So I was using the the Power Pro Slick V2, and I never once noticed any type of fray like that. Now with the SmackDown, 
I have had to cut and retie multiple times without ever, ever hooking a fish. And that was simply from the frog getting flipped over, like on its top, and then me trying to flip it back over, and that hook, I guess, barely grabbing that line, and it would would separate the strands. I have noticed that. And, I mean, after this season, I'll, I'll probably go back to power throw. Just, you it's know, never I'm failed gonna, me. Yeah. Power throw doesn't fail me. It never has. Pro. I haven't been a huge those those few things have kept me from absolutely falling in love with with SmackDown, and that's because I mean, who wants to retie? Why do you want to retie when you don't have to? You shouldn't have to when when Power Pro you could throw it five hundred million times. And I can pick I can pick the net I can pick the overruns out yeah. time after time. Yep, they go. And it never, yeah. which, it loses all never, of its color. Especially with that super slick. I don't know if you all tried that yet. Yeah, that that, that's what I'm talking about, that V2. That's that, that super that's slick That's no joke, buddy. So, so with the with, with, with the uh, with the SmackDown, you don't have a problem with Overrun, really. It's just your frogs that I've noticed. If they get flipped over, dude, Splits you, you're going to have to retie. Yep. You're going to have to cut about that much out. And keep retying, and I never had a problem with that with power. Pro. I've my power pro, I've never split a strand like if a treble runs into yep. it, or, yep, or a frog. I've never yep. split a strand with it ever. So that's that's something I will say. I love Seaguar. Uh-huh. Everyone knows that. That's all I will use. What bad? But for braid, let's see that. I'm I'm leaning back more towards my power pro. So with that being said, Cody. You take it away. Give us your, your your rods, your reels. What are the companies that you back on track? What what are the companies you trust bringing them in? So real fast, real fast story about Power Pro and why I'm such a huge fan of it. Not only is it superior, but I used to do a lot of surf fishing and I used to uh, do a lot of casting off of jetties. You know, down along Ocean City and 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 and, and uh, Rehoboth Beach and all that, <clears throat> and predominantly at nighttime. And you know, November it can get pretty uh get pretty heinous out on the jetty in November with wave wash and stuff like that. You know, I was geared up for it. I had uh corkers, you know, shit to grip the slippery rocks and all that. But one night I got caught sideways and I got knocked off the jetty. It was in the middle of the night, and uh, as that Indian River Inlet got knocked off the jetty and got knocked into the inlet, you know, you like can you YouTube, got knocked into the inlet. Yeah, you can YouTube Indian River Inlet. It's no fucking joke, man. People die often Indian River, and I got knocked off, and I had a big old nine ounce topwater plug on. Thanks for sticking it out, Ramon. <laughs> Is he gone? He's uh, he's out. I had a big old nine ounce plug on and I got knocked off. And when I got knocked off, my plug swung into the rocks and it anchored into the rocks and I still held on to my pole. And if it wasn't for that, I'd have died because I used my pole with 80 pound power pro to pull myself 
back up onto the fucking rock. So not only is it superior, it saved my fucking life. So I use Power Pro Braid, only Power Pro Braid. I use Super Slick. Uh, you know, I use the, the Seaguar, the, te- the Seaguar tattoo. Predominantly, Mr. predominantly, my poles are all Doomsdays. Um, I have an old 18. And then I got my custom Caddy Lynn. Shout out, Caddy Lynn. And then um, the arc rod that, that, uh, that Joe Brown from Old Glory hooked me up with. Beautiful, super beautiful rods. Almost strictly use Abu Revos. I got one Ambassador, and I got two Shimano's, but everything else is Abu Revos. Um, my jig, my go-to jigs, my two go-to jigs company are Beast Coast, number one, and then number two, some guys out of Texas down your way, Baydocks. Super nice, super nice jigs. Bait, what would you say? Baydocks. Here's the sticker. Can you see it, Carlos? Bait Ops, gotcha. See, see, that's their logo yep. right there, brother. Bait LPS. Correct. Gotcha. Hey, um, just so y'all know, I'm not bullshitting. I've been, I've been writing this down. This really, a, really nice jigs. This is on a crane inspection sheet, but we got it. Really nice jigs. Skirts are super nice. The the heads super. Super duper uh, streamlined, really nice castability, cast the country mile with these things. Um, so jigs, bait ops, and beast coast. Um, my tackle, the, everything I hold my tackle with is with uh, System G. My System G tackle, tackle bag, tackle bags right there. Check those out. They're expensive, but they're worth every fucking penny. Um, they have all these different attachments where you can lock your, your different pouches in the different places on your bag. So it's all free flow, oh. free form tackle. Um, so you can set it up any way you like. Really high end, really, really nice gear. It's all EVA, like everything's EVA plastic. It's all rated for, um, it's predominantly rated for. Class five rapids. Uh, you can fall right off fucking Indian Point there with that. That's right. Okay. Here's, here's, hey. my, here's my little bag I use. You can see the attachment points on them, where you can attach real, whatever you want. Really real nice. Real quick. Gear. Real quick, Cody. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's fine. It's fine. But, but do any of y'all know Epic Eric? Have y'all ever heard? Yeah. Of fuck show? yeah. I love Easy E. I go on his podcast. Him and uh. Travis He's on here. Crush. He's on here. Shut up, E. Shout out to Epic. It's Eric, Lockwood, Easy E. He's a Maryland e. boy. Epic Eric is a tackle dude. He, he's, dude. He, he's he, tackle he, guru guy. Yes, bro. He's on here right now. Jesus Christ, he's that's huge. Here. What's up, Epic Easy E? Bass Lab. Well, he has two accounts. He has Epic Eric and Epic Eric's Bass Lab. Correct. He's on here right now. Correct. So, Solid man, badass fucking angler. Appreciate yeah. you for joining in, my man. Badass. We appreciate that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's that's what it is, man. My go-to rods. 
like I said, Doomsday. I love my 7.3 medium heavy fast action. You know what I mean? I love all my rods, but if I had to pick one, it would be my 7.3 medium heavy fast action. That yeah. seems to be pretty much across yeah, I mean, the board, I think that, regardless I think of what the, you use. I think yeah. that's, that's seven plus sentence. medium heavy. Yeah, I think that's the consensus. For sure. So, but for yeah, sure. that's what? it. That's it for me. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, a lot of my plastics get from a guy out of Mass or Connecticut. Um, Big D the angler, check him out. Stretching line anglers gear, solid dude. Okay. Make some really nice stuff, man. Really, really nice stuff. And it'll make you whatever you want. He'll custom make you whatever you want. And of course, Power Pro and uh, 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 or, 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 or I stuttered. You know, Berkeley and um, missile baits. I love missile baits. You know, so. There it is, whopper plopper. There you go, Steve. Yeah, he loves the rod. <laughs> before, before, oh, before, we all the rod. before we go to Will, Scuba says, you heard it here first, Cody loves rod. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Remind me to send you the picture uh, but, of what those jackasses did to me and Derek. When we left that fucking left that tournament up in Mass last weekend, Scuba Steve strapped about a, a twelve inch big black rubber dildo balls and all to the back of our fucking trailer, and we went from Massachusetts to motherfucking Maryland with a big black cock bobbing around. <laughs> so, so epic. <laughs> <laughs> Epic Eric, Cody. <laughs> Epic Eric, he's chiming in. And, and for all 11 of you that is tuning in, Epic Eric, he's, he's, he's a tackle guru, just like Cody said. God. He said the missile baits, baby D-bomb is money. Uh, I got some take, right here. If I, had them, I'd, if I had them on hand, I'd show you. But yes, take that, you are correct. Take that you are correct. Bank. All eleven of you that are watching, other than Epic Eric, take that to the bank. No, he could tell me. He could tell me that a hot dog painted orange would be a good bait, <laughs> and I'd fucking use that son well, of a bitch. Yeah, I'd, have that right bitch now. I'd have that bitch. I'd have it tied on rent. tonight. Tomorrow. Tonight, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will. What do you got for us, man? Tell us what you. Your favorite rods, your favorite reels, line. Give it, give us your, give us your breakdown. <clears throat> so most of my, uh, most of my setups, everyone knows. You know, I like old eighteen rods. That's, uh, you know, that's one of my sponsors. Um, like I said, they're a veteran-owned company out of uh, Texas. Um, I think someone said it earlier. It's a Navy ex Navy SEAL and an ex fighter pilot and a twenty-year master rod builder. Man, I mean, I don't know how much right. more I can say about them. I mean, you heard. Lockwood talk about one of the Arius rods earlier tonight. Uh, that's their, you know, kind of like the dedicated kayak line from, uh, you know, MDLR, you know, a big YouTuber there. I mean, if you ever haven't seen his channel, I'd go check it out. He does a lot of saltwater fishing, especially out of Old Town Kayaks. Um, you know, so I use their rods. I like the Suppressor Series. That's one of my favorite. It's, a, it's extremely light. Uh, it's, I think they're built to order. For every single one of them so yeah. you know i really like those if i had to pick a second it would be the hollow point from their series uh that's a little bit more affordable you know it's about that 129 dollars range okay 
Uh, but once again, anything that I say as far as rod wise, you can go to my channel or to my uh, IG, go into my link tree, and and I have all the discount codes there. You can get twenty percent off of all those things. Also, um, you know, any of my fishing gear that I like, you know, I like Outdoor Dreaming. It's another veteran-owned company. Uh, not just hats. You know, they have uh, sunwear and stuff like that. You'll always see me if I'm not fishing for the Washington Warhawks for the for the kayak fishing league then I'm when I'm pre-fishing and stuff like that I'm wearing outdoor dreaming outdoor apparel uh to keep the sun off of me to keep those sunburns off right um as far as uh reels I I have all loose reels but I have started to transition a little bit more into the Revos and Abu Garcia just to test them out it's not that it's ones that I've had before the only reason the only reason that I have I went away from Abu Garcia was because I have these Burger King hands that are really tiny and their rod, their reels before used to be a little bit wider and a little bit bigger. So it's harder for me to thumb the spool and stuff like that, where I switched to lose where there was Very a little bit more back. of a low profile. I used to yeah. like the repos for that. Yeah. So that's the only reason they're both amazing brands uh you know i've never tried 13 or anything like that i've never really tried too many shimanos or anything like that just casted a couple from buddies uh you know any brand that we say is is amazing like it's like you said it's the same thing as any kind of baits they're gonna catch fish you know what i mean That's right. as long as you don't get some as long as you don't buy something off a of wish you know <laughs> That's the, the brand, it, it, it's gonna be an amazing rod or a reel YouTube uh channel. i i <laughs> I, I tend to like I definitely lean I definitely lean heavy towards Berkeley uh especially their line man I've used Berkeley fishing line for since I started fishing I've tried other ones I've tried Seaguar uh um I, I've tried FC Sniper all those I've tried them all you know I have a box full of fishing line uh that I, you know trying them on different things and I I just always found between the price wise and what you're getting, uh, Berkeley fishing line for me, whether it's Vanish or 100% fluorocarbon. And 100% fluorocarbon is the shit. That is a good line. And, uh, and and it's affordable too. You know, you're not paying $38 for a 250 yard spool. You know what I mean? Uh, it's typically around that $20 price range. Um, and what I don't use, I typically get those little straps that you can get from Tackle Warehouse. And if I need a leader, I can just pull a little bit out of the time. My They're the best investment that I've ever had for a kayak fisherman. Because if I do, when I do tie leaders and stuff like that, uh, if I do want to beef up the, the type of line or something like that, I don't have to worry about it unspooling off nope. in the middle of the a rapid round anything. If you, if you want to get any of those, man, those are, are an amazing investment as far as uh, keeping all your spools together. Um, so I use a lot of Berkeley products. Uh, I'm kind of switching more to 100% Berkeley. I have used missile baits. Uh, you know, I'm here in Virginia, so obviously I've used missile baits. I've used Strike King. Um, I tend, I think I talked with you a little bit, Josh, about crankbaits, man. I, I, I've tried, uh, the five XDs and stuff like that, but I, dude, I, I just extremely love the dredgers. And I bought a bunch of them dredgers. They're the shit that them fuckers get down. Just, they get down quick. They load up. They're a smaller profile compared to the five XDs or six XDs and stuff like that. Depending on cheaper, you know they have their five XD. They're a lot cheaper. Uh, they have amazing colors. They also have oh, an HD awesome. line. HD line. My favorite color. If, if if I had to pick one color ever, 
It'd be called the Lone Ranger, where it has a silver back with a chartreuse bottom on it. That is my favorite color, hands down. If I could have that color all day tied on, that's what I would throw. Um, and then, obviously, they have their own line of hooks and stuff like that with the Fusion 19s. Man, I, I think that they're really amazing hooks. They're super sticky. Uh, I mean, especially when they get stuck in your in your truck seat. You know, they're extremely hard to get out. Those, so those are, <laughs> those are the only those are the only wacky hooks out there. Or the or the Berkeley Fusion, mm-hmm. right, you know, so the fluorocarbon weed guard, love them. Yep. Great. And another thing, so you'll hear it here first. I'm going to put a video out here soon where I talk about. So on all the Berkeley hook packs, all the Fusion 19s, they come with this little round clear sticker, right, that tells you the size. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's yeah, one. Yeah, that's good shit. You can slap that right so, on there. So what I do, because I use a lot of the, I use Plano. Plano is 100% the only box that I use. And I've tried them. I've tried Bass Mafia, I've, you know, which is extremely overpriced. Uh, I've tried Bass Mafia. I've tried Flambeau. I've tried all those. I use Plano, hands down, either whether it's the 100% waterproof boxes that they have with the rubber seal or it's the Plano edges. That's, that's all I use because I've lost so much tackle due to rust. Because of Flambo or Bass Mafia, I only use Plano. I've never had hooks rust or anything like that. Uh, and if I flip my kayak because of that water seal, they're going to float. And I can recover those. So right. just a little thing there. So, But I'm going to put a video out where you can take – oh, right. if you roll that plastic back on those hooks, on those Fusion 19s uh, from the packaging, you can peel that sticker off. And I put those on those little packets from uh, – where the Plano edges have like the yep. little, I do the same thing. Yeah. It's great. So, so I can have it right there. I know this is a this is a five aught offset worm hook. Boom! It's right there, and I can open 100%. it up. It's right there, and I'm gonna put that video out so you guys can see that too. Um, so I use a lot of their hooks. Um, man, I use uh, True Grit Tackle Company. They're a company down in Georgia. That's my favorite jig company. Uh, they double cure their. Um, um, uh, powder coats and stuff like that so it's extremely hard to knock the uh, the paint off of them but not only that they wire tie all the skirts I'm a, mm-hmm. if anyone's ever watched this show I'm a huge fan of having a wire tied anything sure. whether, it's just, whether it's a jig or whether it's a swim bait or even the jackhammers you know they're wired yep. they're, uh, they're tied yep. it just keeps the skirt on and then having that plastic sit there with the rings on spinner baits and stuff like that they just break off over time they start to yep. corrode and rot right, and right. they just break yep. off yep. You know, so I, I'm no. a big fan of having anything hand tied or wire tied, especially wire tied. Yeah. Beast Coast, um, Coast hand ties there too. Yeah, for sure. So, same, same here, Will. I actually pulled, because uh, I always haul, whenever I hold my kayak, I always put my rods, they're always in the cab. Always. Mm-hmm. And I pulled them all out one day and I saw a bunch of stuff in my seat and I was like, what the hell is that, man? Huh. <laughs> I went to pick up the spinner bait rod one day and <laughs> there was no skirt on it. It was all in my yep. feet. I was like, yep, I probably, what that was. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I probably lose more more spinner baits to not having skirts on them than I do to rust. Yeah, and that's horrible. Um, yep. And I throw a lot of spinner baits because I'm a, I'm a big fan of spinner baits just because I think the jackhammer has been thrown a lot. So especially it's with a yak, so, you guys sit in the sun. That shit, that the collar just bakes in the sun all day if it's sitting yeah, on your desk. No. So, uh, 
my boat of choice, man. I love Old Town Kayaks. I know Carlos fishes off of it, man. Yep. I, I have the Autopilot 136, and that thing is amazing. You know, it game is. like uh, someone Scuba said, you know, Edge is a game changer. Game changer is used a lot in the fishing industry, but having a kayak where everything is integrated and built into it itself, I don't have to drill holes into my kayak. I don't have to run wiring or anything. Everything's figured out for you. You just mm -hmm. pop it in, pull it down, and you go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, having that, being able to spot lock on a point and, and use those dredgers to dig down and uh, crank the, the edges of a point or something like that, man, it's amazing. Uh, I've caught more fish doing that uh, than I did in, say, the auto, the the 106. Or I've, I've even fished out of the Predator PDL. Um, just having to be able to work your rod more versus having to steer and stuff like that. And for, um, for those for those of you that are tuning in that don't know, Will also used to be a bass boat guy, so he yes, he, he's yeah. lived both lives. Yep. So, so I, I fished out of bass boats. I fished and I sold my bass boat to get a kayak. So, yep. uh, it's, to me, I, it's more enjoyable. Um, so at any time you have questions about any of that stuff, you know, feel free to hit me. And then most of this, I, mean, I believe Eco Fishing also, I mean, they sell, they're pretty big on Old Town also. They sell a lot of Old Town kayaks on their website. Yes. So make sure you visit them That's, and give them a shout out. So, Use Carlos as your code. Yep. So so with Eco, and, and, and another thing that we ran across this week, so the Predator PDL, for any of you guys that are watching that does not know, the Predator PDL was discontinued by old town however the big water is the exact same hole just more features it's the same boat different name yeah the big different water colors. 132 yep different colors the big water 132 is the predator just the predator is discontinued same boat different name yep more so i'm a big i'm a big pure fishing type person as far as baits and stuff like that um, uh, I'm a big Johnson Outdoors fan, uh, between their, their kayaks. Uh, I, I use Hummingbird products. Um, I like, I've used the Solix. I used to have a Solix 12 on a 10 and a half foot kayak, if that tells you how much I like. Uh, so whenever I sold my boat, I sold the Solixes. And whenever I got my new kayak, I got a Helix. Uh, and then soon, hopefully with any luck, I can get an Apex with some 360 and some mega live because I'm a tournament angler and it sounds like a lot because my kayak probably costs more than no. most people's bass tracker. You know what I mean? No. Uh, but I, I tournament fish and I travel to tournament fish. I go down to Florida. I go to South Carolina. I go to North Carolina. I go up to Massachusetts. Uh, you know, I do all this traveling. So to me, it's worth it. These are the products right. that I have faith in to help me put money in the boat. For sure. Uh, sure. Absolutely. as far as like you know i know we talked about fishing line and stuff like that i tip like braid wise i use the x9 the berkeley x9 but before that i did use power pro i mean you've heard it from three other people besides me the power pro between the price of power pro and just the availability of it um i mean you can go to any walmart and find yeah. power pro yeah. actually you know, walmart's I mean, the cheapest place to get it absolutely I mean, it's like what is it like it's like 10 bucks, I think, for some braid or 10 or 15 bucks for braid, yep. you know, and, and it's amazing. Like, it really does. And I use and before X9, and the only reason I use X9 is because it's the more abrasion resistant and because I tie FG knots. And the reason be before that is 
if I use the, the Berkley X5, it's a slicker coat and it tends to not hold the FG knot as well. So some things that you have to do with braid tying the FG, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, is if you actually take your thumb and you rub a little bit of that yeah, slick coating off of it before you tie your FG knot, it'll, it'll tighten up that knot a lot better. Um, so it digs in. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what you wanted to, to get a good bite into so, it, that braid to bite into it. So Eric is asking, has anyone tried Cortland braid? I fish with JB Outdoors. Like he's one of my fishing partners. I'm fishing a tournament with him next weekend. I mean, he's a big musky guy. He has completely switched over from Power Pro over to Corlin. Right. Uh, he, he claims that the Corlin is basically like Power Pro after it's broken in. You know, everybody liked Power Pro after you get that stiff starch out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It comes off the spool like that. He's, he oh, fishes with muskies. And then uh, last year he switched to musky fishing with it, and then this year he's actually switched all of his bass rods over to it. So he's a huge believer in it. I've it's seen a, it's, it it's very smooth. I've seen it dicks, but I've never, never tried it. So okay, so to to kind of wound this down, since we're going on four hours for the third time. Yeah, four to, hours. To wind really? this down. I told three and a half. Yeah, earlier, I told Eric like an hour and a half ago. He's the last one. Eric, give us your rods, your reel, your line choice. If you had to go right now, we'll make sure everyone hears it, and then we're going to close it out. So we'll I give still him can't, a second. We'll give him a I second. still can't believe fucking Eric dropped in, man. That's fucking epic. Okay. Three and a half hours. This is our longest episode by a long shot. Hey, three and a half hours, and we haven't dropped below ten people watching. So that's pretty amazing, man. Hey, I think we got up to around. Fun, real fast. My, my electronics is low range, and uh, I use the uh, hook knot, the the uh, hook two uh, nine inch triple shot. So I got. Okay, I, I've got five, some experience with that one. Cali, what's that? I've got some. I, I've I've messed around with that one a little bit. That's not a bad unit. No, it's good. It's good. I got it affordable, and I'm going to upgrade next year. But uh, for now, that's what I use. That one definitely works. That side scan's a game changer, man. That motherfucker is a game changer. Uh, Will and I, Will and I, both bird guys. I mean, the birds. You ain't you ain't matching that side scan like that shit is no, so the shit. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, you talk about low range. I actually have a, uh, a low range elite, uh, nine TI two. And man, I want to kick that fucking thing overboard every time I've used it. And it, it literally drove me to buy the helix and you can tell us Carlos how much I've complained to him about the fucking low rants, man. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that it's a bad, it's just, I maybe, maybe it's because I was so used to hummingbird using the solids, which if I, if I had to pick one it's thing, very different. If you have the money and and you can afford it, or you want to save a little extra, it, as much as I love the Helix, the touch feature of the Solix is so amazing. Whether you get a ten inch or a fifteen inch, just being the able to press, press on the screen, is to be able to touch on the screen and to mark a waypoint or something like that is hands down a feature that and. You don't want to give up. Trust me. It's coming from someone who had the Solix 12 going down to a Helix and then constantly having to click buttons and stuff like that. Not that it's a bad unit, 
because you're going to get a clear picture. It's just the when you're tournament fishing, you want to be able to mark a point and keep moving. You don't want to be sitting there clicking, 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 and then mark your point and then you're good. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. that's just kind of a little little thing. And in response, Eric says he's going to roll with a Shimano E7, a medium heavy G Loomis 7.1 NRX, and Gamma Line. So here, here brings my next question. One more question, Eric. What is it going to take to get you on the show? <laughs> What's it going to take, Eric, to get you on the show? If he's flipping, the hook is owner, an owner jung uh, jungle hook. Man, I want to try some of those, but you can't ever find them unless you order them. And he's got a baby D-bomb and love bug. Mm, What's it going to take? At D-Bomb, how, how many beavers does Cody have to kill to get you on this show, Eric? <laughs> how many bears does Cody have to fight? I can fill you up with some pelts, easy That's for sure. Beaver pelts. He's got the beaver pelts all day. We always do Wednesday night. Amateur angling is always Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So that means you're coming on next Wednesday, right? <laughs> well, we have we have next Wednesday with with Paul. Okay, Mr. so you're coming on the Wednesday after that, right? <laughs> we have next Wednesday with Paul. Paul's gonna be the one and only. He's got to come out and defend his honor after Swamp Paul, Rat dragging through yeah. the mud. Dude, Paul Roberts. We are on a hookshot tear. We're going like a month and a half of just fucking you, goddamn. Degenerates. <laughs> Shout out. Hey, by the way, Lockwood Fishing, 10% off, 20% off, maybe even free. I don't know. Go get yourself some gear. Where? <laughs> You'll catch fish. And it might even get you laid. So there it is. After okay. derby season. All right. You let us know. We'll slot After you in any, any day. Okay. After derby season. We're going to hold you accountable to that, Eric. Easy, for thanks sure. for thanks for dropping in, brother. Yep. When's that derby season end? Yeah, don't tell me never. On the first. Never ends. Don't tell me on the first. <laughs> I've heard that before. The first chance I get. Hey, don't tell hey, me the first. Hey, Will, real fast. What part of Virginia are you in, Will? Uh, I live down in Fredericksburg, man. Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg. Yeah. You can't go to any of it. Don't matter. Uh, Eric said free beaver belt season. <laughs> That's all right, man. I'll come to you, buddy. <laughs> to you, Cody. November. All right, you're in. Let's go hey, Will, you're not far down. from me, buddy. You're in Virginia. You're not that far, man. Come fish with me, bro. Yep, yeah. will do. I'll I'll DM you after this. For sure. For right, sure. Fellas, my bladder's it. full. I got to piss like a yeah. Russian racehorse. Three and a half was, hours, dude. We it was a show. You runs an hour. Had a fantastic, fantastic. Time, man. Fantastic. Thank you, Will, for, for filling in. And Cody, you <laughs> you have to come back. Man, we got to have a part two. Yeah. Look, we didn't even scrape the iceberg what I got for y'all, motherfuckers. So, yeah, yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> this is going to be a reoccurring segment. And, <laughs> Thanks and again, then, Eric. Thanks will, again, brother. Will, appreciate you coming on. There's a very good chance if you can. Scuba Steve. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, hell yeah. Thanks for sticking around. Brandon All right, be I'll be here. Playing Army next week, so 
We may need you. Get another six pack. Sit in your truck. Any, yeah. Anytime, man. I enjoy coming on the show. I had a blast, bud. Get get a twelve pack next week. Obviously, <laughs> since this I will. Hours, I will. I gotta take a vacation I'll, day from work. I might bring a bottle next week. Alex, shotgun and fireball. Fireball. That ain't whiskey. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, Gentlemen, hey, thanks Cody. again, man. Really. Really appreciate you having me on. Anytime, Cody. It's been amazing. It's been fantastic. Fucking awesome. Thanks, boys. We'll see you soon. We'll let you know. We'll let you know as soon as this hits podcast. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate all of you guys. We'll see y'all. We'll see y'all on the next round next Wednesday. Later, later, guys. Thanks again. Thanks again. You bet, Cody.